Good afternoon, everybody. We're actually looking. Thank you, ACB team of media guys. Uh, we're actually looking for Mr. Antonio. He's filling up his belly, but we need to fill up people with their door prizes. So um, I'm excited for the afternoon session. I hope all of you are. Now that you've filled up your, um, your stomachs, we're ready to fill up our minds and our brains with more nourishment. And uh, let's see, do you guys see Ant um, Antonio with here. us? Yeah, see, Antonio, we are grateful that you're here. Yes. And I'm sure everyone's grateful if they hear their name too. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you're they're on. Not, they're not happy. They just want more presents. It's always more. <laughs> <laughs> not you, right? right. <laughs> I'm, kid I'm kidding. No, okay. So All let's, right, let's. Uh, Let's give out some stuff. So, um, where were we? We were we had just uh, given something to Dave, and then yeah, and I believe uh, Dave's last name is Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn. Okay, yes. great. Um, and all right. So the next one is going to be a twenty dollars longs uh, gift card, and this one was given to us by uh, Cynthia. Uh, Hirakawa, thank you so much, Cynthia. It's very nice of you. $20 to Longs is going to uh, Stacy uh, Fasuk. Yes, Fasuk. Yay, Stacy. Okay. Awesome. Great. Congratulations, Stacy. Uh, do you want to do one more? Uh, oh, sure. You know, right. um, go for it, Antonio. You know, we've got some time before one o'clock. Um, okay. And okay. I know you have a whole slew of them. So Yeah, we've got quite yeah. a few. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll just do a bunch. All right, okay. so um, we've got a Honolulu Cookie Company uh, cookies. Oh, that's delicious. Uh, and uh, this is from uh, Margaret Higashi and uh, family. Um, and uh, let's see. No, this item. Okay, never mind. Uh, let's see. So we one second. Let me let me get reoriented here. Uh, so yeah, Hanuluki, and this one is going to Ken Johnson. Ken Johnson, oh, yay, thank Ken. you so much uh, to uh, for the cookies and uh, congratulations, Ken. And uh, we've got next up here twenty five dollars. Ooh, to Target. Nice. Okay, you can buy. Whatever you need there. Um, and this is from Natalie Barrett. Thank you so much, Natalie. Um, and this is going to oh Sasha, Sasha Corala. Good. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a target over there. There's a target everywhere. <laughs> Heck, we even have a target here. That that goes to <laughs> um anyway. So we have a $15 Amazon uh card uh, that was donated by uh Ron and Beth Florida. Thank you so much, Ron and Beth. Um, and this is going to do, 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 uh, oh, David Cameron. Congrats, David. All right. So you're getting $15 Amazon. All right. Oh, here, here we go. Let's do a restaurant one. Here we got a restaurant one. So you can got, have some good food. Um, $25 Ruby Tuesday card. Ooh. Nice. All right. Um, and this was given to us by, uh, Let's see, Robert uh, Hanawahine uh, Young. Okay. Uh, and uh, this is going to Nancy uh, Yomo, Yomogida. Nancy Yomogida. 
Yay, Nancy. Great. So you got the $25 Ruby Tuesday card. All right. How are we doing? Do we want to give another Target gift card? What are we? we, we sure. Doing? All right. We got a few more minutes, Antonio. Sure. Okay. So we've got, all right. This one's another Target gift. So many wonderful gift cards. Thank you so much to everybody. Um, so $25 Target gift card. And this one was given to us by uh, oh, Carol Hota. Wonderful. Uh, from Maui. Yeah, I do. I do remember Carol. Um, I think I, I, I got to go to Maui one time. I remember. <laughs> um, and uh, so this is going to... Oh, Terry Higashi. Congrats, Terry. You get the $25 Target gift card. Wonderful um and oh all right let's let's give another restaurant one out outback steakhouse 25 bucks <laughs> nice a nice steak uh all right and so let's see this was given to us by uh emmy barrett oh emmy emmy wow she she really went all out on this one uh, emmy thank you emmy Emmy's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie's dog. <laughs> but Emmy's a wonderful little doggy. Very generous, too. Generous. <laughs> yeah. The most generous doggy I've ever met, perhaps. Um, so this one is going to. Oh, OK, OK. This one's going to uh, Kyle Lukemzi. Oh, my you, God. <laughs> I got to give that that dog a hug. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You got to go talk to the dog when you get a chance. That's yeah, juice. Yeah. That, that's juice. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I did not pick phone. these. She did not pick these. We do not have anything to do with these. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, I tell you what, I'll save the book. Okay, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'll I'll give her a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can you can bring her doggy back. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh how are we doing? Uh, uh, we're good. Uh, we got a couple more minutes. Maybe uh how about two more? And then we'll bring on our, <laughs> our president who's just okay. like all Rolling right. at us. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So uh $25 Safeway uh card. Man, so much, so many generous uh members and, and donators and doggies. Uh so this one is from uh Nora Ota. Uh okay, so and this one is going to uh Ernie Udo. Ernie Udo, okay. you got a uh, Safeway <laughs> gift card for 25 bucks. All right. And I guess probably last one. Um, okay. Let's see. 25. Let me let me get reacted in here. So we got the yeah, Ernie was the Safeway card. And next we've got uh oh subway card. All right, this one's 25 bucks. All right. Uh and uh this is from uh oh Jim and Vicky Kennedy. All right, thank you so thank much, you. Jim and Vicky. All right. Uh and and oh. Sharon, Sharon Ige. So you're you've got a $25 Subway gift card coming your way. Congratulations. <laughs> Encore, Antonio. <laughs> thank you. Yep. That was great. All right. We are going to turn the afternoon session over to President Art. Art. Okay. Thank you, Kyle and Antonio and everybody else who's uh, presented all morning long. I hope everybody had a um, quick but yet fillful lunch. Uh, I know my lunch was pretty darn fast. Um, and I wanted to just say um, <clears throat> to everybody, 
I do apologize for the uh, high speed of the, or, or a little bit faster than normal speed of the music and the commercials. That was um, unfortunately a technical difficulty that uh, we were having and tried to correct, but um, it, it unfortunately we were not able to. But anyway, I, I thank ACB for doing all of that for us and uh, trying to help us fix that. <clears throat> uh, and then thanks again to Vicky for um, doing the hula. Uh, um, so for those of you who are attending from um, the uh, out of state, you know, uh, traditionally the hula here is a Hawaiian dance and it's regarded um, somewhat of a, uh, an honor to have it been done. It's just our way of saying hello to everybody and welcoming, welcoming everybody to the convention. So again, thank you, Vicky, for you know doing that for us. <clears throat> okay, Antonio, I wanted to say thank you for your uh, great job with the door prizes. By the way, um, how many more door prizes do we have left? Uh, let me. I think we had a total of like forty. Let's see. We are at. Uh, we are at. We. I just gave out number nineteen, and we have. Yeah, we have 40. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, folks, um, I want you guys to know that I don't, uh, I would strongly recommend that no one leaves the convention um, from this point forward because we will be giving away these door prizes. And as you heard, we've got 40 of them to go. Um, Antonio, throughout the, the rest we've of the We've got afternoon, 21 to go. Well, 20, okay, 21 still. Yeah. 21 yeah. still. And okay. There, there's a uh, lot of gift cards here. I see a lot of nice numbers. Okay. So. <laughs> Um, so as, as the rest of the afternoon plays out, um, you know, go ahead and feel free to, um, you know, jump up and say, hey, how about a door prize? And then we can get one door prize out because we need to get them all out before the end of the convention. Okay. <clears throat> so with all of that said and everybody's tummy is filled, I'm going to start the business section of our convention. And this year, it is an even year, uh, 2022. And based on our constitution and bylaws, which was ratified in 2018, we had decided that officers and board directors will be voted upon uh, for new, new, uh, new folks or would be voted on, <clears throat> I should say, um, every two years. So. This is where we are. We are in that two-year marker. And so um, in, with that said, I'm going to actually step away from this, and I'm going to hand it over to Antonio, who is part of, he is a co-chair to the nominating committee who had put together the slate for this year. So Antonio will conduct this portion and at some point after that, I'll be back. But for now, um, I'm going to hand it over to Antonio. Okay. Um, so, all right. First time doing this. I, I, I think I'm all right, but uh, I'll just keep it pretty simple. Um, just going to run through uh, the slate of nominees. Um, and then uh, we can open it up for any, just in case there's any other nominations. And then uh, after that's done, we'll we'll close it out and we'll go through the the voting process 
Would it yeah. be okay if we yes. break in here and let our host tell everyone how to raise their hand? Because yes, everyone please, is now in the everyone is now in the audience except you and President Art, so that they can do private voting. Okay. So they please. need to raise their hand to uh, be acknowledged, Donna. All right. So, um, keep in mind everything is a toggle. Okay. Uh, from your PC, um, it'll be an Alt A uh, to unmute. Alt Y. No. Oh. Raise your hand. Oh, I'm doing both the unmuting and the oh raising hand. Wait. So we're good. I'm reading the unmute first. Now, one thing you need to know: um, if you're using your app, um, I'll be having to give you the permission to speak. And um, when you get that, then you can go ahead and unmute. Uh, but from your PC, it'll be a, um, Alt-A. Um, from the Mac, it's going to be Command-Shift-A. And from the app, it's in the, the hand raising will be in the middle. And then I'll give you a, um, a little note to let you know that you can speak. And then it's going to be star six on the phone. Now, to raise your hand from the PC, it's Alt-Y. From the Mac, it's option Y. And in the app, it's it's going to be in the middle. And then from the phone, star nine. Okay, so we're all set. So can I, can I speak? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So folks, um, if I'm understanding this correctly, to as we proceed into the, the voting portion of this afternoon, um, everyone is now here in the room. <clears throat> and as um, we get into the actual voting of officers and board of directors and such, if you are voting one way or another, um, you need to raise your hand for wh whichever choice you want, yay or nay, okay? And then uh, we need to give a little bit of time between each um, of these um, individuals as we go down the list, because it takes a little bit of extra time for um, our ACB team to count hands and come back with a total for us to, so we can know who won the elected race. Um, so with that said, I will, again, once again, step away. And Antonio, you can go ahead forward with your um, slate. Okay, so um, if, if for any you know, reason I, I, you need to correct anything, Art, feel free to jump in or whatever. But um, once again, the, the process, I'll, I'm just going to read through the slate, just going to go through it in one go so we don't have to stop every single time. And then, uh, then we'll go into... Um, the voting? I, I think that might that's be correct. the smoothest way to do it. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. All right. So let's just get started then. So uh, the slate for uh, this year begins with the president and uh, up for uh, the vote is uh, Art Cabanella. He's been nominated. So uh, next we have the first vice president. And in this position, we have... Uh, Natalie Barrett um, up for nomination. Um, and then we have the second vice president uh, position. And this year uh, we have Norman Ota up for vote. 
Uh, now we have the treasure position, and this time we have uh, Jody Asato. Uh, and following this, we have the secretary position for whom we have uh, Maureen Sheedy. Uh, one second, let me scroll down. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, and then, okay, so now we have the director positions. Uh, first one is uh, me, Antonio Vega. Uh, director position two, we have uh, Vicky Kennedy. <clears throat> and then uh, director position three, we have uh, Ronald Flormada. Um, and then we have director position four, uh, which is going to be Mona Yamada uh, up for vote and position five, director position five, uh, Miles Tamashiro. Um, and then we have, uh, let's see, the proposed uh, delegate uh, would be, uh, the proposed delegate would be Art Cavanilla and the alternate delegate would be uh, Natalie Barrett. So that is the uh, complete slate that we have up for vote. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, let's see. Should at this I, uh, point, so at this yeah. point, um, what you want to do, Antonio, is to yep. just um, start from the top again, and um, what we Open what we would do is you would say, um, you know, uh, for the position of president, um, our Cabanilla has been nominated. Any other nominations? Gotcha. Okay. All right, so let's go through that. So, uh, all right, so like I said, for president, we had Art Cabanella. Um, do we have any uh, other nominations? We have a hand. Yes. Robert. And he, Robert just removed his hand. Was that a was that a practice hand? Uh, maybe that was a a, a vote. Uh, <laughs> probably a probably a practice. Yeah. Okay, Ro Robert. If if you do need to chime in, you can request to to speak. But um, he actually has permission to speak if he wants to. Oh, okay, perfect. So all right, so we're we're gonna proceed unless Robert uh, chimes in. But so okay, so then for first first vice president, uh, so, so we have hold on. Hold oh, on. oh, should um, we do the vote then for yeah, each one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. Okay, so then uh, we're gonna. Okay, so having uh, we we didn't get any new nominations, so then we're gonna proceed with the vote. So uh, Art Cabanella for the position of president. Um, all those in favor, please uh, raise your hand. And we'll just wait for the count to happen. So just uh, let's uh, all sit tight while. <laughs> the hands get counted. It seems to be steady now. It hasn't changed for a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you'd like the number now. Okay. okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. You are at 26. All right. So should we lower then now? Yeah. We, yes. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, we, we got to go with the check with the nay do. vote, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, anyone um, uh, uh, not in favor of Art Cabanilla, 
uh, as uh, the first vice president, uh, first president, uh, president, <laughs> as president, uh, you can raise your hand now. Okay, it is staying at zero. Okay, all right. So uh, it seems that we have no votes against, and so um, Mr. Cavanella appears to be uh, the winner against himself. So congratulations. <laughs> So you just you're just gonna continue doing that same process. Great, gotcha. Okay, so let's move on to the first vice president. So again, Natalie Barrett, um, and uh, we're gonna go with the vote. So again, uh, all those in favor of Natalie Barrett in uh, the first vice president position, you can raise your hand now. You can leave it raised. We're still counting, so no need to lower it yet. Yeah, until we call it, it's not the final vote, so just leave your hand raised. Okay, perfect. Okay, so the final number is 19. 19, gotcha. Okay. Uh, at this point, if you are not in favor of Natalie Barrett um, as the first vice president, then you can raise your hand now, please. Okay, your final number is three. Um, so then it looks like we past that so natalie first vice president congratulations um okay so second vice president uh once again we have norman ota um as the person up for vote so uh we uh you can now raise your hand uh if you're uh voting for norman ota as second vice president um any other nominations oh i'm, I'm sorry apologies yeah um, and yeah, any other nominations for uh, Norman Ota for uh, not for Norman Ota? <laughs> any hey, other nominations? On, yeah, Norman Ota is Norman Ota. So any nominations uh, for second vice president that is not Norman Ota? I have two hands up. Okay, so we are at the point, folks, where um, Norman Ota has from the nomination committee has been nominated as second vice president. And Antonio is now asking if there's any other nominations. Ron, you may speak. Probably not. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. it's fine. We've we, muted we him back. Okay, so we'll hearing, proceed. Hearing, um, yeah, yeah, so no other nominations, you can proceed <clears throat> for the vote. Okay, so, uh, so let's move on with the vote. So if you're uh, voting for, again, Norman Oda for second, uh, Vice President, please raise your hand now. Okay, your final is 24. Okay. Okay, so, okay, so um, anybody uh, voting um, against uh, this nomination of Norman Order for second Vice President, you can raise your hand now. Okay, it's staying steady at two. Okay, so um, it looks like uh, then Norman Oda um, has the majority um once again second vice president so congratulations norman and we're moving on to the treasurer jody asato we're opening it up for any other nominations for treasurer does anybody uh want to nominate anybody else now's your chance all right so then now it will move on to the vote because it appears that we have no further or no nominations aside from maureen sheedy so um if you are voting uh for maureen sheedy in the position of secretary uh, now, please raise your hand. Okay, it's staying steady at 25. 
And uh, now we're going to do the vote. Um, is anybody uh, not in favor against uh, Maureen Sheedy in the position of uh, secretary? Uh, you are, please now raise your hand if you're not in favor. There are no hands going up. Sounds good. Okay, so then uh, Maureen Sheedy has a majority. So great. All right, we are moving on. Moving on, moving on. All right, so now we are at the director positions, um, number one. So that would be me. So Antonio Vega is uh, has been nominated to uh, director position one. Um, is there anybody else uh, that someone would like to nominate for this position? Now's your chance. There are no hands going up. All right, so we're moving on to the vote. So um, all those in favor of... Uh, Antonio Vega in the director position one. Uh, please raise your hand now. It's staying steady at 20. Okay. And uh, so anybody not in favor uh, of uh, Antonio Vega in the first director uh, board uh, director position, number one, apologies. Um, now is your chance to raise your hand if you are not in favor. There aren't any hands going up. All right, so, um, okay, so then majority, uh, Antonio Vega, director position number one, thank you, okay. So director position number two, we have uh, Vicki Kennedy up for uh, the vote, and uh, now is your chance if you wanna nominate anyone else. Anybody else that we wanna nominate for position two, now's your chance to speak up. There are no hands going up. All right, sounds good. So uh, then we'll go to the vote. All those in favor of Vicki Kennedy in uh, the second uh, director position, please raise your hand. We have it holding steady at 23. Um, so uh, all those um, against uh, this nomination of uh, Vicki Kennedy and uh, director position number two, please raise your hand now. We have it holding steady at one. Okay. So then Vicki uh, Kennedy has the majority then uh great so congratulations we're moving on director position number three uh so again once again up for uh the vote is ronald Flormada. if anybody would like to nominate anyone else now's your chance please let us know there are no hands at this time all right uh so uh let's move on to the vote so all those in favor of Ronald Flormata in director position number three, please raise your hand now. Okay, we have it holding steady at 20. All right. All right, so then we'll uh, do the nay vote. So um, all those uh, against uh, this uh, nomination this uh, of Ronald Flormata, direct Ronald Flormata in director position number three, uh, please raise your hand now we have it holding steady at two okay so uh ronald uh Flormata has the majority um so congratulations we're moving on to the next one which was uh director position number four um and up for nomination up well up for the vote um is mona yamada uh does anybody want to nominate anyone else now is your chance to do so there are no hands at this time. Okay, thank you. So we are moving on to the vote then. So 
Uh, Mona Yamada, director position number four. Uh, all those in favor, please uh, raise your hand now. It is holding steady at 24. All right. So, all right. So uh, now uh, please raise your hand if you would like to vote uh, against uh, uh, the uh, current nominee, uh, Mona Yamada, for the position of uh, director position number four. There are no hands. All right. Thank you. So uh, then Mona Yamada has the majority here. So uh, great. We are moving on to the last uh, director position um, with number five uh, up for the vote is Miles Tamashiro. Uh, would anybody like to nominate anybody else? Now's your chance. There are no hands this time. Thank you. Okay, so then we are moving on to the vote. Uh, all those uh, who are uh, in favor of Miles uh, Tamashiro for the uh, fifth uh, director position, please raise your hand now. It's staying steady at 24. Okay, so we're... Um, <clears throat> okay, so then uh, we'll do the nay vote. So uh, anybody... Um, against uh, the current nominee, Miles Tamashiro, for the position of uh, uh, director, uh, position number five. Uh, please raise your hand now. There are no hands at this time. Thank you. Uh, okay, so then uh, Miles Tamashiro has the majority there. So uh, that's that. Thank you. Um, we've got two more to vote, and then we're, we're done. So let's move on. Uh, so we've got next up is uh, Art Cabanella for the uh, position of uh, proposed delegate. Um, is there anybody that would like to uh, nominate someone else? So just to clarify, folks, this is the delegate um, for the national convention during our summer conventions. Thank you. We have a hand up. Okay, so let's just make sure that that. Ron. So thinking that might have been a mistake. Um, feel free well, to he, interrupt me if it wasn't. Yeah, he did, un, he did unmute. So I don't know why we're not hearing him. Oh. So, right, he lowered his hand. Okay. All right. So then uh, we'll, we'll move forward with uh, no further nominations. Um, seems that way. So then we'll, we'll go on to the vote. So again, proposed delegate for the uh, convention, Art Cabanilla. All those in favor, you can raise your hand now. It is holding steady at 17. Okay. Uh, okay, so anybody, anybody that would like to uh, vote um, nay uh, against uh, Art Cabanilla as the proposed delegate for the national convention, now's your chance to raise your hand. There are no hands. All right. So, um, Art Cabanella has the majority for uh, the proposed delegate position. Uh, thank you. And uh, last uh, vote, uh, we have Natalie Barrett up for the uh, alternate delegate, um, again, for the uh, National Convention. Um, so do we have any nominations for anybody else for this alternate delegate position? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Do you have a okay, I like nominate as the alternate nominota. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so then, uh, Art, give me a hand here. What are we doing in this case? <laughs> so, no. So, um, any any other nominations? Okay. So now you're going to call for the vote um, starting with... For each um, one? Starting with Natalie. Okay. 
Got it. Okay. And then, and then you don't have to you don't have to do a, a may for Natalie, and we're just gonna go by um, majority. Majority. Yep. Okay. All right. So then uh, we've got two up for vote, but we're going to start uh, with uh, Natalie first, the original nominee. Um, and so now is your chance to vote for Natalie Barrett uh, in the position of alternate delegate for the convention. Um, so please raise your hand now if uh, you want to vote for Natalie Barrett. It is staying steady at 16. Okay. Uh, okay, so then we have the uh, other nominee for, again, alternate delegate for the convention, and that is Norman Ota. So if you are, if you'd like to vote for Norman Ota, now is your chance to raise your hand. Okay, the count is holding steady at nine. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so then, um, yeah, Natalie uh, has the majority, so um, she will be the alternate delegate for the convention. Um, thank you so much. Um, and uh, I, I think that that does it for me. <laughs> Anything else? Art? Uh, okay. So thank you, Antonio. Yep. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your votes. Uh, I do want to say thank you to our new board for 2022 through 2024. Um, some of you are continuing on. Others are coming on as new members. Um, and I again, I thank you for participating and for everybody's uh, participating in the vote. Um, I think we are a little ahead. Um, yeah, we got, we're, about, we're about 40, about 15 minutes. So uh, if Antonio, you want to do some door prizes, um, you can do that. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. So yeah, Antonio, if you want to give away a couple of door prizes, we can do that. Um, sure. Kyle, if you want to do another commercial, I think we can do that too. Yeah, whatever, whatever you guys want. I, I do have. Antonio, that's a great idea. And then we can go into a, uh, one of the commercials. That'd be great. So, sure. you know, Antonio, I know you have what, 11 prizes left? Did no, you say 20, 21? Oh, 21. I'm so sorry. Yep. Yeah. So I was just thinking maybe let's see, giving you a time frame, uh, 14 minutes until the top of the hour. So um, what if you hash out 10 <laughs> at least, <laughs> right? And then we'll go into a infomercial and uh, right into our next guest. All right. Okay. So um, let's, let's get started then. So let's see, we had uh last one was okay yeah sharon won that 25 dollars subway card all right so next we're gonna have another gift card I, I did say we had quite a few of them and it's great uh so next up we have another starbucks uh gift card that's gonna be a 20 dollar one so that's pretty nice um and this was uh, once again uh, anonymous we we don't know who that was but thank you thank you thank you um all right so who's getting the gift card Let's see. Uh, uh, Kathy Sonis. Kathy Sonis. So congratulations, Kathy Sonis. Sonis, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, you're getting a, a $20 Starbucks gift card. Great. So next up, we have a $20 Zippy's card. Yay. Um, Antonio. Get, yes. Um, if you can, um, your volume is just a tad bit low. A little bit low? How about yeah. how about now? Is that any better? Yeah, uh, you're doing all right. No, you're doing okay, sorry. Yeah, 
if I get off mic, it gets low. Um, all right, so we've got the $20 uh, Zippies uh, card, and that was donated by uh, Jody uh, Canberra, and also from Maui. Wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we've got the $20 Zippies gift card going to Lisa Yasuda. Lisa Yasuda, congratulations. You're getting zippies <laughs> um all right so wow we've got another another starbucks gift card wonderful 20 dollars once again um and let me see yep this one's by anonymous too <laughs> thank you anonymous uh and uh this one is going to be going to carol hotai carol congratulations you got a 20 dollars starbucks gift card all right let's see Let's move on to the next one here. Uh, so we've got next one is, okay, we've got another gift card here. Uh, this one's going to be a $25 McDonald's card. Great. Uh, given by Jody Asato. I, I think that might be the second one. <laughs> I, I know she gave something else. Um, and that is going to James Gonzalez. Congratulations, James. Thank you so much once again, Jody. Um, great. So we've got we've got more. Uh, let's see. Twenty dollars. Okay, Starbucks gift card by. Yep, anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anonymous is so generous. I know. Anonymous <laughs> went to went to Starbucks and said, "Give me all the gift cards." <laughs> Tony. <laughs> um, so sorry, I was lost. Uh, yeah, twenty dollars from anonymous, and that's going to uh, Nora Ota. Nora Ota, congratulations. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. And next, we've got we've got another gift card. Oh, okay. This one's a thirty dollars Starbucks gift card, and it's okay. It's not from anonymous. It's from. Laura Tanigawa. All right. So Laura, I guess you beat Anonymous to Starbucks uh, before they cleaned it out. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this one is going to uh, Elijah Tana. Elijah Tana. So congratulations, Elijah. You're getting $30 of Starbucks. All right. Uh, we've got another one. Oh, man. So many gift cards. So wonderful. Um, so $20 longs card. That's nice. Um, and this one is from uh, Cynthia uh, Hirakawa. Oh, second uh, of the gifts she gave us. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Uh, I think second, as far as I can remember, but there's a lot of cards, so maybe I'm not remembering correctly. Uh, okay, so this one's going to uh, Cam uh, Rortel. Uh, Portel, apologies, Portel. Port Porter, Porter, not Porter, Portel. Porter, Porter, Porter. Yeah. Porter, Porter, Porter. Porter. Yes, Porter. Cam, Cam. I know Cam, so congratulations, Cam. <laughs> Uh, you're getting twenty dollars longs gift card. All right. Uh, should we do it? We still. Well, we have one? ten minutes, Antonio. Maybe. Um, so you went through almost ten, right? I think. Yeah, Something almost. Like that. Yeah, I'm at like twenty six. So we've still got um, thirteen. Quite more. a few. Oh wow. Okay. Well. Um, so why don't you? Why don't you folks? Why don't you folks maybe do a commercial and then if we still have time, then you can play a song and then we can come back and we should be on track. Sounds good. Technology helps people connect in many ways. Florida. 
Okay. I can connect. Can't. <laughs> Find your state program at iCanConnect.org or call 800-825-4595. Okay, thank you, ACB Media Team. And now I'd like to introduce our beautiful hula dancer, Nikki Kennedy. Aloha, everyone. It is an honor and a privilege to introduce our next next guest speaker. It is Ray Prentice from Alaska Airlines. Ray has held many roles within his 32 years with Alaska Airlines. And currently he is the director of customer advocacy. Ray's passion is to help Alaska's employees to provide memorable and inclusive experience for all passengers and those individuals with disabilities. Ray has served on a number of committees and uh, disability advisory boards. So now without further ado, please welcome Ray Prentice from Alaska Airlines. Aloha, Ray. Aloha. How is everybody? Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to chat with you today. Uh, I just want to double check to make sure that you can hear me clearly. We good? Yes, you're good. Good, 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 good. So uh, first of all, um, I wanted to share a little bit about myself. Audio now, I'm muted. A little bit about myself. I'm male, uh, 60 plus. Um, I identify as he, him. I have blue eyes, uh, brown, gray hair, and I'm wearing a blue striped shirt. And I just really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Um, It's been a couple of years now since I've been to the islands and we are missing it immensely. So my wife and I are looking forward to getting back um, to our favorite island, Maui, as soon as we possibly can. A little bit about Alaska Airlines. Um, we cele- we've celebrated our 15 years of service to the Hawaiian Islands this year. We started in October of 2007. Uh, we serve seven West Coast cities, including nonstops from four islands, as well as convenient connections throughout our network of 120 plus cities. We also fly to the U.S., uh, Mexico, Canada, Costa Rica, and Belize. And we're a member of the One World Alliance, uh, Alliance which includes um, airlines like American, Qantas, Japan Airlines, um, and, uh, and Japan Airlines that also serve the Hawaii market. Uh, we're just really known and pride ourselves in just being relentless in terms of continual improvement to make sure that everybody is welcome and includes, inclusive here at Alaska Airlines, and that includes for our, uh, for our guests. And we have actually have an external disability advisory board. We have an internal disability advisory board, and we have an employee-driven uh, business resource group called Access, which focuses on accessibility and inclusion uh, focused um, for both our guests and our employees. And we have 100 strong members in that group. Um, and we also like to partner with experiential events. For example, we uh, have partnered with uh, the Autism Society of Oregon and the ARC um, at a number of cities to provide uh, uh, experiential events related to uh, helping families and individuals with autism be comfortable and get more comfortable with air travel. And um, prior to COVID, we had an annual event here in Seattle at our flight attendant cabin mock-up facility. 
in partnership with Guide Dogs for the Blind uh, to allow um, both animals in training and also working uh, service dogs to come out and get familiar with the various types of cabin mock-ups that we have. So uh, we're all in. We just want to make experiences great and memorable for everybody. And then I thought what I'd do, um, uh, Vicki asked if I could share a little bit about tips for air travel. And um, so maybe I just kind of start through the booking path and going out to the airport and then getting on a plane. And then we want to save some time for uh, Q&A as well. So um, I'm a fan of booking through one carrier whenever possible. And that just kind of helps if you have connections, if there are flight delays or cancellations. Um, my experience has been it's really nice to work with one entity as opposed to maybe multiple carriers providing that trip. But you can't always do that, but that's, that's my suggestion. Um, I always advise customers to consider connection time. So if you are connecting through an airport, um, just uh, consider how much time you might need to get off the plane and get assisted over to that connecting gate. Sometimes we have connections that are as close as 45 minutes, uh, 30 to 45 minutes between flights. And uh, just keep that in mind when you're, um, if you have special needs, if you have any special considerations, you need a little extra time, think about that connection time. Um, selecting the best seat that accommodates you, this, this applies to anybody who's flying, but if you have any kind of accommodations you need, you know, you do have the right to, uh, to select a seat that best accommodates your disability, and we work really hard at Alaska Airlines to make sure that we take care of those needs. Um, I, I recommend that everybody uh, provide contact information when you're booking, and that, so you know I'm a dog fan here because uh, you can hear my dog, Oscar, letting me know what's going on. Um, but uh, if you provide contact information uh, to the carrier, that will allow us to do a number of things and also sign up for flight alerts. So we, have, uh, we will text message you um, uh, when your flight is boarding, which might be really helpful. It's, uh, all of our customers really appreciate that. And also, we'll be able to text you and notify you if there's any changes to your schedule. So I encourage everybody to go ahead and sign up, include your contact information to the carrier. Oftentimes, uh, if you're booking through a travel agency, they'll collect the information, but that isn't automatically passed to the carrier. So just make sure we have it. Um, let's see. A couple of other things would be, um, I would get used to this term. It's called a complaint resolution official, and they're required by all uh uh, carriers in the United States, and they're really specifically trained in the Air Carrier Access Act and the DOT regulations that support that. So if things aren't going right for you and you just feel like you need um, some extra um, assistance to share that you're concerned about something that's going on, all you have to do is ask for a complaints resolution official or in the airline world, we all just know that that's a CRO. If you ask for a CRO, you will get somebody who's trained in the law on accessibility and can come in and be an advocate for you. A um, couple other things, uh, special services. And uh, we probably, my assumption is with the Hawaii Association of the Blind that you probably are road warriors. Most of you are, are used to air travel and flying. But just a couple of reminders that the special services is, is a way that we convey special services that we want to provide for our customers um, and that's included in the reservation record. And from every touch point, when you travel from the airport to the ticket counter, to the gate and onboard the plane, that tells us what you need. And I'll give you a couple examples. Um, if somebody is blind or has low vision, there's a code for that. 
and that will get embedded into the reservation record. And at the airport, the tablets our staff have, they will be able to see that in, the res in your reservation record. And the flight attendants will actually be able to see that as well um, when they're on board. And that helps them with their service provisions with taking care of you. Um, and uh, if there are any emergency situations, they will know that they can uh, come and convey with you in terms of what's going on. Um, meet and assist is a different type of code, and that is for assistance within the airport. So you could give this identifier code to say I'm blind or have low vision. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to trigger this assistance for the airport. So when you're on uh, the booking engine you know, for alaskaair.com or a website or you're in the call center, you can just say I need special assistance. Uh, through alaskaair.com, most carriers will have right during the booking path that say, do you need any special uh, services? You click that button and you can go through and select what you want. Um, that would include uh, the, the whole suite of wheelchair assist. So that would be assistance through the airport. Um, that would take you right to the gate. Um, but if you need assistance on and off the plane, that's a different uh, request. And then uh, we even have a selection if you're interested in using the onboard wheelchair as well. So this doesn't mean that we won't provide these services um, if you're there and you're at the airport and you say, I need this help, but it's kind of like going to a restaurant and making a reservation. It really helps us plan for staffing to accommodate these services promptly. Um, and Vicki wanted me to talk just a little bit about um, service animals. And so I think there may be people on, the, on this uh, meeting that uh, use service animals and others that don't, but um, you know, about Two years ago, the rules changed such that they, uh, the U.S. Department of Transportation no longer recognized emotional support animals. And at the same time, they implemented a standard universal DOT form that everybody traveling with a service animal must complete. And uh, that form has a number of questions to it to help identify the animal, the fact that it's trained, that it's going to behave in a public setting. And there's information about the vaccination status of the animal as well. All of the questions are standardized by the U.S. Department of Transportation, but every carrier kind of implements the way that this information is collected a little bit differently. So I'm really proud with what we've done at Alaska Airlines. We partnered with Open Doors Org um, out of Chicago, and they actually have a, um, a software application, and it's just called SATS. That's the, the acronym for it. But the bottom line is when you book a ticket with Alaska and you select a special service thing or traveling with a service animal, um, you can just log in to their system, give your uh, name, your registration, you sign up with a registration and ID for that animal. You only have to do it once. And then anytime you're traveling with Alaska Airlines in the future, you would just log in, reference this unique ID for your animal. The form's already been approved and you just have to tell us your flight number and flight date and we'll log it and document in your reservation record that the animal's been approved for travel and you're good to go. Not everybody uh, does that, but we're really proud that we were the first carrier uh, to work with uh, Open Doors Org to provide this service. So there might be questions during the Q&A on that, but that's, that's how that uh, thing works. And then uh, just throughout your travel, while it's not required, I do suggest there's, there's no harm and there's a lot of good in just suggesting uh, at every touch point, uh, the special services or the needs you've got just to kind of get our, our, our staff to be aware and working with you. Um, I hear this routinely from the road warriors that they just routinely do that um, and just say, this is what I need for my trip. So that's the, that's the booking path. Let's see if I missed anything here. Okay, now for the day of travel, when you get to the ticket counter, 
Um, you know, it used to be standard, like 90 minutes early for a U.S. flight and two hours for an international flight. I would just kind of check and connect with, with the carrier and look at the recommended check-in times. At Alaska Airlines, you can go to alaska.com and right on that homepage, you will see an accessible services link. Um, so you're one click away from the suite of accessible services and tips that we have at Alaska Airlines. So um, I would just make sure you arrive early to the airport. And um, once again, it, tell us what you need when you show up at the airport. Um, at the gate, I would suggest you arrive early enough. And one reason why that's important is um, Alaska Airlines and all carriers flying into the United States are required to make a public announcement if they make a PA that people with disabilities can, uh, can commence boarding first. And that's before the general population of people board. So that's a real benefit, I think, for people that just need a little extra time or you want to get on board and get your, your things and items stowed away. So um, just know that on all carriers are required to do that. If they make a boarding announcement, they need to make an announcement. So you have to be available to pre-board to take advantage of that pre-boarding announcement. Um, don't forget to ask for a CRO if something's not going right. Um, and then if you have assistive devices, let's say you're traveling and you have a wheelchair um, and you've got the parts and components related to that, and you want to take it off the chair and carry those items on board with you. Um, it, this would include uh, medications for your trip or anything about other types of disabilities as well. But if you put them in a separate bag and you bring them on board and just say, these are my assistive devices, we don't charge for that. It doesn't count towards your carry-on limit. And actually, it benefits the carrier as well because, you know, those items might be less likely to get lost if they're being stowed uh, down below that you can have them right there with you. Um, I always recommend if people are traveling and they're checking items, make sure that if you have medications and some things that, that are really critical for you, that you bring them on board if you can, uh, just to eliminate the potential that, that if the bag's lost, that you're going to lose those items uh, for a brief period of time. Um, if you have told us that you have a disability through a special service code, I mentioned that that gets conveyed to the flight crew and to the customer service agents, it goes right on the flight attendant's tablet. And that gives us an opportunity, if you have self-disclosed, then to have a, a safety briefing with you to talk about what we do in the event of an emergency and how we can best assist you. So that is just in short kind of what, um, what I wanted to share with the travel experience. Um, I think I will just mention a little bit about our Wings for Autism flights. Um, we Pre-COVID, we were hosting about six of these events a year. And we, for example, would have one in Seattle, one in Anchorage. Um, we'd have one down in Portland. We had one in uh, Spokane. And then we had one in Los Angeles. And this would give individuals with intellectual disabilities and their families an opportunity to come out to the airport and practice at no charge. Practice coming through the gate, going through the ticket counter. Uh, going through TSA and getting on the plane, and then we would actually taxi the plane around the airport. And it really helped the families get comfortable to fly. Um, in return, it really helped educate our staff on how we guess best can, uh, can uh, assist individuals with disabilities. And out of that, we felt it was really important to, um, these, these events would fill up within like 45 minutes and very quickly. And so um, we created an app called Fly For All. And if you were to go and search this, it's free. Um, 
and uh, you can download this. And then it's a series of social stories for individuals to get prepped for their trip. So we originally felt like this would be for individuals uh, with intellectual and uh, developmental disabilities, including autism, but also for young travelers, for unaccompanied minors. But we found that it's been pretty helpful to kind of educate everybody who's, who's a rookie to air travel and have not, not flown recently or haven't flown before. Uh, so I'd encourage you, if you haven't seen this, to go ahead and, uh, and download the app and play with it and help us get the word out. We have had 27,000 downloads thus far. Um, and then our Blind Low Vision event, uh, we work a lot with Canine Companions for Independence and Guide Dogs for the Blind and support their programs and services. And so this event is pretty fun. It's, uh, we have this in Seattle every December. And it's where uh, the groups we work with, they can bring puppies in training and then working dogs out. And we get, they get to practice climbing underneath the seat, getting stowed, um, going down the aisle, checking out the lavatories. And then we've got about five different uh, lavatory setups there. And so it's been a really good partnership. And once again, we learn a lot from this. Um, our flight attendants, uh, just a little bit about training that we do at Alaska Airlines is um, all of our reservations agents and airport and ramp agents get um, accessibility training. And then they get trained specific to their particular work groups in terms of what they can do uh, to assist individuals with disabilities. And um, our flight attendant group um, actually spends, it's a five-week training class, and each week they have one focus on a different type of disability. So uh, one week they might be take, spending a day in a wheelchair, and then we debrief with them uh, with, a, with an employee from the company that has a disability who uses a chair and says, you spent a day in a chair. I've spent my life in the chair. Let's talk about what you observed. And it just helps to kind of identify uh, hidden biases. And, and, and it usually gets people to open up quite a bit. Um, another week, they'll focus in terms of just uh, they may be blindfolded and then we'll be walking around being assisted with an attendant. And we can't, we can't mirror what it is like to have a disability, but I think we're really trying to educate that person with, with a suite of tools so that they can best listen and, and really pick up on cues in terms of what we can do to provide great customer service for everybody. So that's just a little bit about, um, about Alaska Airlines, about our commitment to accessibility. Um, we are actually working now. We've just joined uh, Disability In. Uh, which is, uh, if you're familiar with it, it's a big national um, association to help uh, businesses become more accessible, inclusive. So uh, this is the first year that we joined. So we're just completing the survey. Um, and, and that helps kind of get a ranking and scoring of how Alaska Airlines is doing. And if we see any shortcomings, we can jump in there and fix it. So we're excited about that. Um, we are working on creating a facility accessibility handbook for our corporate real estate and airport real estate people so that we can make sure that our facilities are inclusive, both for our guests and both for our employees. And then we're working on uh, building up a better pipeline for hiring people with disabilities here at Alaska Airlines as well. So I'm going to uh, take a brief pause here and maybe we could, um, uh, Vicki, I don't know if we want to just go into some questions. Yeah, this is perfect timing. Thanks, Ray. Um, if you have a question, please raise your hand. We do have a hand. Okay. Hi there. Well, first of all, 
Thank you for a wonderful presentation. Uh, second of all, I do have a couple of questions because when I travel, I've come across this a uh, uh, couple of times. Is there anything- Hey, hey Candy, the- Candy, yes? can I interrupt you real quick? Uh, just as I was joining, I texted my boss and I said, can I offer a $100 discount code off a of future Alaska Airlines flight to the first question? <laughs> so uh, I'm going to read my little note here from my boss here. Oh. Um, if you look on there, it says do it. So I got my camera, I've got my cell phone up to the camera and he said, do it. so Candy, um, we'll work through Vicky. I want to get your email okay. address. That's great. I'll use it to go visit Vicky in Hawaii. So don't the rest of you wish that you'd raise your hand more quickly? Yes. I was being polite, Ray. Oh my God. Oh, well, that's the oh, last that's time. Candy. Sorry, I'm keeping it. I'm not sharing. Um, my question is. Oh yeah, you- Candy. I, I did want to share that you can actually use this and you've got four people in a party. You can share this <gasps> with four, three other people. Oh my oh, God. God. No, I mean, you have to divide by 100. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what's your question? Are you sure that wasn't a thousand? Oh, it was a hundred. (laughs) Okay, so the question is a lot of times I like to leave extra wait time in between connections because I don't feel like even you know 45 minutes is a good a good connection time. I don't want to rush everybody. So would the would there ever be consideration to allow us to use the lounge? on a reduced fee maybe of, uh, for a day, like a day pass, um, you know, for a fee, just to be able to spend four hours in a more comfortable environment rather than sitting in the uh, air, main airport. Well, I would, I would say, Candy, that never say never, but currently I think the way that we're focusing it is um, we haven't really gone down that path to offer discounts uh, for individuals like that. Um, I can take it back to the group. I think mainly we're making sure that everybody gets equal opportunity to air travel mm-hmm. and that we don't discriminate solely based on a disability. We haven't gone down the path. I don't think we've seen other carriers or Alaska going on the path to offer a discount for that. Um, but um, I'll certainly take that back to the group to think about. Okay. Appreciate it. And I think other people will have the same question about the forms you were talking about. I'd love for you to go over that again. The forms? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is something, um, frankly, that um, before the change in the rules, the, the airlines, we were facing a real problem with people taking advantage, um, going online, purchasing fake documentation. And the, the unfortunate thing, not only were they taking advantage, but these animals were not trained to behave in a public setting. And people with, um, with legitimate service animals, some of these animals were being attacked. And as you know, uh, service animals, just they, they have the aggression bred right out of them. They're just, they're, they, they won't defend themselves. And so we have one of our advisory board members uh, from Guide Dogs for the Blind, and he, his animal was attacked on a flight, on, a, on another carrier's flight. And he shared to me, the, I've never heard him worried and upset, but he goes, Ray, I might have to retire this animal because it may not be able to perform its duties. So we, as carriers, we were very, very outspoken about saying this isn't right and, and it's not safe. So, uh, and then there was, nobody was in totally agreement on how to approach this, but the bottom line is the service animal form is out there today. And I'll talk you through maybe what we do at Alaska and Candy, jump in here if, if you want to stop me and ask a question. But today you would go to alaska.com 
And let's say you're booking a flight from uh, Maui to Seattle and you're in the booking path. And right as you're getting to uh, the seat assignments and everything, you're going to see a little icon. I think it's a little uh, wheelchair icon. And our website is accessible, by the way, uh, for individuals who are blind, who have low vision. So you get prompted to click that. And you click service animal. Um, then it's going to say... Um, Okay, click here and it'll pop you up to the screen that says we're working with the partner, um, uh, the, the service animal, uh, it's called SATS. And you basically put your name, your contact information, information about the animal. And then it's a series of check boxes to say, you know, my animal is trained to behave in a public setting. My, and the key part is my, my animal is trained to perform a task. And it will ask typically what that task is. So, um, if somebody has a, uh, let's say, a, uh, a service animal that addresses PTSD, they would, they would put in there that address. We don't want to know about the disability, but we want to know what function the animal is, is, is trained to do. Um, so that information is completed. I would say um, it takes maybe a couple of minutes to complete the form. And it is, like I said, a standardized form. It's mandated by the U.S. Department of Transportation that these questions be asked. The key here is um, if you're traveling more than 48 hours in advance, you be mindful of this. You have to go ahead and get these forms approved. Um, well, otherwise, if you came out to the gate and you hadn't done this, you might be at, you're likely will be asked, the carrier could say, we will try to do this before the flight departs, but if they can't get it processed, you may have to take a later flight. So it's really important if you're booking more than 48 hours, hours in advance to work with the carrier to go ahead and get this form completed. It usually takes us uh, about 24 hours to go through the process to get the form completed. But at Alaska Airlines, then you would get an email from us that says, you know, hey, we've received your form. It actually comes from Open Doors. We've received your form and you've been approved for travel. And then uh, they immediately tell us and we go into your reservation record and we document documents approved for service animal. Um, uh, the other carriers do something similar. Some of the carriers will actually process and do this um, in, internal within their, their yeah. own carrier. They don't work with open doors. Um, but we do. And like I said, the advantage is once you've gone and done this once, if you're going to fly a few months later, the form's already been approved. If you elect to kind of register with, with open doors, you just go in and you say, here's the registration number for my, for my animal. And you put it in there and I'm flying on, on this flight number, this date, and you'll get an email within 24 hours that says you're good to go. So Vicki uh, Vicky and uh, everybody, any other questions about that process? Oh, she does not have the uh, ability to speak right now. Okay. Okay. Audio now unmuted alert. Um, uh, Ray, I have a question. This is Vicki. Thank you so much for all of this thoroughness. Um, I do have the question with regards to taking my guide dog on board. Do you think, do you foresee that the other airlines will follow the wonderful uh, service that Alaska gives to uh, guide dog handlers in the future? And now, Lord alert. Um. I, my belief, I work with the other carriers. My belief is we're all intent to make sure that we're doing a good job taking care of individuals with service mm -hmm. animals. Um, and we have been, we're probably a good year and a half away from those forms rolling out. So my belief is yes, I can only speak specifically to Alaska Airlines that we really right. care deep, deeply about this and we do a fair amount of training. Um, 
people traveling with traditional service animals are not the problem for the carriers. Um, And we have seen a drop off in people taking advantage, um, but not completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really train, we have a form that people see if an animal's misbehaving, we actually will, you know, you can fake documentation, but you really can't fake uh, a service animal that's, yeah. that's not trained. Right. And so it's really the self-trained animals that tend to be a little bit more of the challenge, but we still ask our staff to ask, listen, and learn, you know, Hey, Kylie, Hey, Antonio, what's going on? Uh, let's talk about your animal, you know, and give the person the opportunity. It could be, it's the animal is just a little unaccustomed to coming out into an airport and it's a legit animal. So we don't want to just be the judge jury here and just say, no, you're not flying. We really encourage to, to open a dialogue to find out what's going on. It could be just resitting, reseating the, uh, the, the individual with the service animal as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we do encourage people if they are flying with service animals to get them accustomed to the airport, you know, get them accustomed to that process um, to the extent they can. Mm-hmm. Is that help? Thank you. Yes, th- thank you. And I have flown with Alaska Airlines and your flight attendants were just absolutely wonderful. So thank you. Keep up the terrific job. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, hey, I see. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. It's Kyle. No. I just have a, question, a yeah. quick question, but I, I didn't want to uh, go ahead. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> Okay, I guess I'll ask my really quick question because I know we have just a few minutes left before we have a 10-minute break. Um, so my question to you, Ray, is it's um, for a puppy who is a non-service uh, animal, right? Non-service. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your policy on uh, someone, uh, Someone, a dog that's uh, four months or, or less? Um, can, they, can they stay in a crate uh, with you or no, they have to be in, a, in the area where you put all pets? Um, I believe the puppies, uh, it's on our website. I don't want to misinform you, but I think we've got very specific requirements for uh, the animals. We do have a puppies and training program actually for service animals and training. Not all the carriers have this and it's on our accessible services page. But if you have a pup that's not um, a a service animal in training, um, I could have sworn it was 10 weeks old. They got to be 10 weeks old or older. They must be in a carrier that um, where they can turn around freely, freely within the carrier. I think they go in the cargo hold um, okay. unless they're a service animal. Okay. Uh, but we do have, we do allow pets um, in, in the cabin as well, right? And there's so many per first class and coach, yes. um, as probably most of you are very oh, familiar yeah. with. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so and much. It, Go to alaska.com and look for, for uh, pets and you will get the information on traveling with the puppies because um, I do think we allow it, but I just don't want to misinform people here for traveling in the cabin. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. I, think um, we, I, I do yeah, have one ahead. question, Ray, for you before we move on. Yeah. Um, is it Art? Yeah, hey, this Art. Is art. Correct. Um, you mentioned or you talked about the uh, CRO, yeah? Yes. Um, now, I know this is, you were talking about in, in regards to your airlines, but if say um, we were trying to book a flight with another airlines or even your own airlines um, and that website was not um, all that accessible to us because of various reasons. So let's say like someone who's using a screen reader and the uh, website is not properly tagged. um, So now we're not able to, you know, book our own flight independently would we be addressing this CRO uh, 
office or person? Yeah, um, a CRO is a person who is actually physically at the airport for all hours that the carrier serves. And this is for all U.S. carriers or carriers flying to and, and out of the United States. So these should be at every airport, no matter which carrier you fly. A CRO should be available to you in person or on the phone. Um, what you're talking about, um, I actually, if it were me, I would probably contact the airline. Like if it was Alaska Airlines, we'd probably want you to call our uh, customer care team or go to the website and, and, and let us know about the problem you're having and the specific item that's, you know, the area of the website that's uh, not being tagged properly because we would want to know about that. So I think the CROs would probably be more helpful if you're trying to book a flight, you have a, uh, in, in the reservations process, you're struggling with getting the right seating accommodation if you're at the airport, if there's a challenge with uh, your wheelchair, if something's broken, if uh, there's a problem with getting on a plane, that's where I would ask for a CRO. But I can tell you, Alaska Airlines really wants to know if uh, we work really hard to keep our website accessible. And if there was something that broke um, with regards and it's not accessible, we definitely would want to hear about it. So I think probably going to the carrier contact us page and saying, hey, I'm trying to do this. You know, you can call in, but I think it really helps to give specifics too when you're doing that. Like I was on this particular page or I'm trying to do this and it's not working for me. Does that help, Art? Great. Yes. Thank you very much. Hi, Mr. Prentice. Yes. And guess what? I got permission from Ross to give $50 to the last question. So please let Vicky know a $50 discount code off a future flight. So let please let Vicky know. Um, Vicky, can you share the names and email addresses? With- Audio now unmuted. Yes, yes, I will do that. Thank you, Ray. Okay, so what's your question? Thank you so much for your generosity. So um, I was wondering, the COP would that be um, some something for me to use in regards to my son? He has a cochlear implant, which is um, a portion of it is a titanium plate implanted into his skull okay we never really flew on a commercial airlines the only he he always had um medical transport so i never encountered any kind of issues but would that require any kind of i guess special request uh, it's a really good question. You know, we would have no need to know if somebody, unless somebody has a medical condition that might cause, um, you know, a safety of flight, uh, a safety situation for that individual or would cause us where we can't provide, um, you know, medical services in the air. So typically the only case where we would need some sort of a fit to fly, uh, notice from a physician would be, Um, If we had a question about that individual's ability to fly without possibly us diverting a flight or providing, you know, having to provide medical assistance that we may not be capable of doing in air. So um, we wouldn't necessarily know and we wouldn't ask you to disclose, um, you know, a medical condition. I think the first thing I would do if I were you is just to check with your uh, your medical provider and say, hey, we're going to be flying at elevation on a carrier. Is there any reason that this would cause a problem? for your son uh, i was as far as security and getting into the airport you know how they have those metal oh okay metal- 
here's my thought. Um, this would be, um, there is a fabulous program with TSA. It's called TSA Cares. And you can, anybody who uh, has a, uh, a disability and needs a little extra accommodation, you can go to the TSA website, go to TSA Cares, and you can actually schedule an appointment to have them meet you and help get a little extra TLC going through the security checkpoint. So this sounds like you're, you're worried a little bit more about going through security with the scanners and you can get a private uh, uh, screening. Uh, uh-huh. You don't necessarily have to go through, you know, the big metal detectors. So, th- and if he hasn't flown recently, I would suggest maybe just calling TSA and seeing if you can schedule an, uh, a time, um, bef- you know, and, and just have them walk you through that, that flight and then ask him that question. He was he was really interested listening to you speak about the programs that you have up there acclimating the children and the families of special needs to being, you know, because he wants to fly to Japan. That's his dream right now. So he's been talking about it, but he hasn't flown a plane and he gets I see. With, with too much attention, like too much stimulation, then he gets he gets really worked up. So I'm trying to think of ways to kind of get him, I guess, prepared for eventually being able to take that step. Yeah. Um, you might uh, provide me your contact information and uh, send me a brief email through Vicky. Um, and which island are you on, Sherry? Oahu. Oahu. Let me know because maybe I can set up a, a time for you and your son to head out to the airport, meet with our station manager out be- there. Thank you so much. Yeah, I may not be able to get you on a plane, but we can certainly probably get you out and get you a gate pass and kind of get a little bit more familiar with the airport. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you, Ray. Really appreciate your presence with us today. Um, At the moment, we are going to take a 10-minute break. Uh, We'll be back at uh, 2.40. Yeah, 2.40. Well, that's an eight-minute break, actually. Uh, and, and at this time, can I ask Antonio if you have a couple of um, door prizes that you'd like to give away? We'll yep. try I, to or, dwindle that number down. I'm going to sign off, Vicki. So if you can send me the contact information and just thank everybody for the opportunity for me to uh, share about Alaska Airlines. We, we really appreciated the opportunity to share today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Ray. So, all right. We'll give a, a couple of a presents here. Door prizes. Um, this one's uh, uh, the the heftiest one so far. Um, this is a nice one, fifty dollar Olive uh, Garden card. Um, so somebody's gonna have a nice night at Olive Garden. Sorry, um, Antonio. Yeah, you're a little soft again. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Is that is that any better? Still. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, $50 uh, Olive Garden gift card donated from uh, the very, very generous uh, Roberta and Justin uh, Tomas. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, And who is going to have Olive Garden? Let's see. Uh, That is going to be Annette Tashiro. Annette, congratulations. You're going to Olive Garden. So uh, we'll do one more, maybe. Um, Let's see. Hawaiian uh, yes. uh, lap quilt uh, with the HAB on it again from Mona Yamada. I'm sure it's wonderful. Uh, we got a quilt going to uh, Cha Smith. Cha Smith. So congratulations, Cha. Congratulations. And now I'd like to ask President Art 
to make his next presentation. Okay, guys. Um, we are at a point in the program where we will be um, doing a tribute. Uh, and I just thought I'd kind of give you folks a little preview without giving it away. Um, you know, the, the, the tribute that we, we are doing is for an individual or a member of ours um, who showed a lot for the blind, who had um, done a lot for the blind, who was instrumental in within our own HEB, Ohana, and everywhere else. So the committee, when we when we were planning this, the committee really wanted to um, do something that would exemplify this. And so this is where we came up with this tribute. But again, like I said, I'm not gonna spill the beans. I'm just wanting you guys to know where we, where we were when we came up with this idea. And so now I am going to then turn this over to Shirley Cypress and or separate and let her continue on for us. Aloha, it's Shirley Saiput here and um, thank you. It's an honor to be here today to serve ACB in this way with, with this tribute. Uh, I'd like to give my huge mahalo to the participants, John Koki, an island educator and also was a retired city and county working, Art Cabanella, Dr. Roberto Tomas, and my son, Jonathan Seipert, who helped edit and put everything together in this tribute. Um, also to the late Buzzy Duart, who was a community um, cameraman for me uh, for many um, um, of the projects that we worked on. But his poem at the beginning, it, it's just an excerpt. The complete um, version of it can be found in my um, autobiography, auto, um, which means I am blessed. And I'm blessed to have seen Londa's, um, uh, uh, the obituary. And I called Art and I said, Art, I want to do a tribute to her legacy. So at any rate, because of Londa, when I asked her once even, I asked, if you could get your eyesight back, would you want it? She said, no, I can better serve my community um, by living what they live. So without further ado, she taught us to honor each day with a smile. Um, and I'll give you the tribute for Londa Falan. Angels on earth do not show their wings. They have the power to do many good things. When it is apparent that changes be made, angels work hard and are not repaid. Today we pay tribute to one such wingless angel, community activist for the blind and for the whole community. Yolanda E. Falon, lest her legacy be forgotten. And now here's her friend, Dr. Roberta Tomas. I didn't realize that she was using those interesting ways of meeting people as an opportunity. And this opportunity helped her 
to develop friendships, you know, within the city and city of Honolulu, the mayor's office, the state of Hawaii, the capital. She met a lot of representatives. And all through just walking around Alamoana or walking through Waikiki, going through the state capitol, going to the city, you know, the satellite city hall. And it was interesting to kind of be around her during those times. And she would coax me into going with her to, you know, like the Department of Transportation meetings, paratransit meetings, you know. And I was always wondering why is she doing this, you know, because we all know how to catch the bus, you know. What else is there, you know? But I never realized, you know, all that audible signals, all of that, um, you know, fair wages with the um, paratransit and with getting even like partial partial involvement with the audio hair system. You know, she had her hand in almost every pot, you know, and she was a bus rider, you know. And I remember times where we would grumble <laughs> because we were taught to hold these numbers up while the bus came by. And if that wasn't our bus, the bus would pass us. And instead of always going to the bus, you know, the stop sign area, the bus stop sign, and every bus has to stop and go ask us, are you going to catch this bus? And there was no audio hair system at the time. And they would say, they would ask, well, what bus number is this, you know? And we'd have our numbers out. Sometimes it would be backwards. If we're trying to catch the 12, I'd mistake the 20, you know, and make it look like a 21. Or if I needed the 65 to go back to Kahalu'u, they thought I meant the 56 and I'd get on the wrong bus. You know, so that was getting very frustrating for me, you know, and we talked about it a lot. And after a while, I just decided, you know, I'm going to try my best to get on some kind of carpool or vanpool, you know, and kind of resolve that issue that way. But Landa said, no, that's not how you resolve the issue. You know, you gotta come with me to these meetings, you know. And after a while, I kind of, you know, kind of dropped out of doing that. I just decided, oh, you know, I gotta do what I gotta do for me, you know. And I was being selfish and I know that. And I, she would still contact me, call me anyway. And she goes, you know, let's go have lunch one day or talk story. And I would go with her, but I would tell her, no, I don't like go. And she goes, what about, you know, coming to this blind consumer group meeting? And I said, you know, I'm kind of jaded with that group. And I really don't feel like it. You know, when I was with you in that group, we did a lot of the work. And everybody else just sat back and took the credit. And you work so hard. And you give up so much of your time for that group and they're not even recognizing you in any way you know they're taking you for granted and she said well i'm not doing it for them i'm doing it for all the blind john Koki, whose music laces this tribute together is a retired community services coordinator with the state of hawaii he says landa always encouraged me to write and to pursue my music he currently assists with the worship team at New Hope Windward, and he is a regular motivational entertainer at the Plaza. Aloha, and thank you for joining us in this tribute and celebration of the life of Landa Filan. My name is John Koki, and I retired from the state of Hawaii's Ho'opono Services for the Blind 
in Hawaii, and it was through my employment at Ho'opono that I had the privilege to meet Landa and grow to know this very special, loving, and generous human being. Landa and her guide dog, Praline, teamed up with me to do many public education presentations to preschoolers, middle and high schoolers, optometrists, ophthalmologists, and their clinic staff, and to folks who attended the annual senior health expos and other public venues. Together, we would share information on the prevention of blindness, the various types of eye diseases, different services provided by Ho'opono Services for the Blind, tips on etiquette when meeting a blind person with a guide dog, and information on etiquette when assisting persons who are blind or visually impaired. Landa not only supported me in my job role, but also volunteered on Ho'opono Services for the Blind's advisory board, and she was an active member of the Hawaii Association of the Blind. Landa was a staunch supporter of the agency's annual White Cane Safety Awareness Day walk and advocated for the rights of individuals who are blind and their equal and safe access to city and private modes of transportation, such as a city bus, handy van, and cab drivers as well. What else do I remember about Landa? When we would drive out to the Helimana Plantation, which is right next door to the Dole Pineapple Plantation, Landa Pudding and I would provide in-service training to the CNAs, that's Certified Nurses' Aides, on assisting persons who are blind. Uh, she enjoyed going after to the bakery on site, which was operated by adults with disabilities, and she so enjoyed the brownies that they made. One of Landa's other favorites was Starbucks coffee mocha with a lot of whipped cream on it. But a whole lot sweeter than her sweet tooth, Landa shared her sweet aloha and generous kindness with everyone that she met. If Landa hadn't heard from me for a while, she would pick up the phone and say, Hello, John Koki. So where's our next presentation at? You know I'm not going to let any grass grow under your feet. Landa firmly believed that her blindness was not a barrier to success. Her life mission was serving and caring for others. That was foremost, and it was intentional, and it spurred her to give back wholeheartedly to a community that she loved so much and to people that she loved so much. Thank you. Hawaii's Ambassador for the Blind, Landa Phelan, was truly one in a million. She was such a true treasure, so loving, caring, and passionate about justice and equality. When diagnosed with macular degeneration in 1997, rather than feeling sorry for herself, she made it her mission to help better the lives of the blind. She especially took interest in Hawaii's keiki, volunteering and sharing with them what it was like being a guide dog handler. She also participated in various boards and councils, assuring that the voices of the blind were heard. Once introduced to ACB, she found greater ways on how she could get her voice heard. She was small but mighty, 
and dedicated to her advocacy for what was right and just. We will truly miss her. Here's knowing that she is at peace, feeling good, and enjoying everything her friends and colleagues do to keep her spirit alive. Hello. <laughs> so you felt yeah. that the population at large Needs. really needed education. And that's what yeah. I'm about. That's yeah. my passion. Reach out, help others to understand. There's a, a misconception about blindness and, and a, a, there's a, a need because why I say those are not negative things is they just don't know. They don't understand. I ask directions. Close your eyes. Um, let's say you had to go to the restroom and you needed directions to it. And you ask the wait help. And the wait help says, oh, I'd be glad to help you. You just go right over there. It's not far. Go that way. Does that help you? Not at all. <laughs> I don't know where there I point is. it. Yes. I point it. Yeah. And sighted people don't realize. They we, just don't see don't that know. pointing. You don't now, see that pointing. What if I said, when you stand up, turn right, go walk about 10 feet, then make a left turn, you'll be down the hall. It's the second door on your right. Does that help you at all? Yes. Yes, because it, there's yes. a description of yes. what I should be doing. You can open your eyes now. <laughs> Thank you. But I that's why I want to get out there, trains, people, wait help in restaurants. I want to train everybody. I actually work now as my own business and I'm a doctor. So I'm able to now, you know, join the Hawaii Association of the Blind. And if I could just do at least a tenth of what Landa did, and even that, a challenge to all of our members. If you could do and bring in one tenth of what Landa did for our community, that, you know, affects us from the top down nationally and then locally. If you could do what she, she did, and showed up, suited up, and did your part, you know, I think we would be better today. And being with her, her contributions, everything she's done, she did it selfishly. She, she didn't want no credit. Together you and me 
It's the way we care and the aloha we share We've got treasured memories Treasured memories Our souvenirs Treasured memories Lasting through the years Oh, oh, and the hula land with music to create all the majesty of this legacy we can long appreciate it renews the pride we have deep inside many races joined as one for I've learned from you you in turn from me Meet this warm Hawaiian sun Treasured memories Our souvenirs Treasured memories Blasting through and play there have been changes through the years but the thing that we keep on cherishing most is aloha spirit here things we do and say the aloha way they're a part of us you see so keep sharing all your Making treasure memory. I also want to add um, that the committee <clears throat> this year had also decided that we would create our very first Landa Falan Award. And so in doing so, <clears throat> this award, of course, is for someone who's similar in character and personality and someone who has the same capacity for care and love about the blindness community and someone who's, you know, always wanting to advocate, wanting the better for the blind, not just in Hawaii, but all over. Um, the individual that we selected is someone I have known for quite some time. When she first came to the islands, um, she knew, that I would say, very little about the culture here in Hawaii, but she had a very strong desire to not only improve her own self as a blind individual, but also to improve 
the lives of other blind folks. So she kind of had that Landa character, that Landa personality. And um, of course, you know, Landa took her under her, her wing and helped her out uh, with a lot of things. Um, so she grew into being that kind of a person today. She's uh, taking herself through school, or I should, I should say put herself through school. She's and is now um, has her doctorate. She also has uh, found herself um, a job and not just any old job. She's uh, working for the Air Force and currently lives in, I believe it's Ohio. So without further ado, I'd like to present the very first Yolanda Award to Miss Saja Koirala. But before I do that, before we give it, I would also like Natalie to read the, the plaque that we have for her. So Natalie, if you could. Hello everyone, this is Natalie Barrett again. Um, senior year of high school, I met Londa as my first blind mentor and I am happy to be able to read this tribute to Londa. In memory of Londa Filan. Londa Filan was a woman who knew firsthand the trials and tribulations that came with being blind as she struggled with blindness throughout her adult life. Her passion and dedication to advocate for the blind and low vision stemmed from her own personal challenges. Nothing was more important to her than working for the rights and acceptance of all blind individuals and her and their determination to succeed in a sighted world. In her greater mission for equality on a level playing field, Londa worked tirelessly training and educating the general public about how to assist the blind and offer the same dignity and respect granted to everyone else. Additionally, outside her work with adults, Londa strove to improve the lives of Hawaii, Hawaii's blind keiki. She wanted to ensure that the children received the same opportunity, uh, opportunities and experience given to their sighted peers. Ultimately, Londa's heart believed all blind individuals were capable of success if given the proper training an opportunity to prove themselves, uh, to prove, I'm sorry, to prove their skills and abilities. Uh, and that concludes the, the tribute. Thank you, Natalie. Amanda. And so once again, folks, I do present this award with pleasure to Ms. Saja Koirala. I am stunned. I'm shocked, oh my God, thank you. I, I am so shocked right now. I, I, wow, I can't think straight. Um, Yay, I did it, I did it. 
I've been finding my voice. Oh my god. Thank you. I never thought. Oh my god. Um what do you say when you get an award? Thank you. I mean, you say thank you. Thank uh, you so much. I appreciate it. Um, you're you so welcome. You are so welcome. I am completely, I am in know. disbelief. I'm completely shocked. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me say something. Uh, I just, uh, if, if just my brain would stop, it's accelerating it. Like, <laughs> oh my God. there is so much I want to say, but first of all, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, it's always, it's always great to receive an award, but to receive this particular award, it's a true honor because Londa was special. Londa, oh my God, Londa made a significant contribution to the blind community in Hawaii and even elsewhere. And so for me, and I knew her, I knew her. She was so instrumental in me joining this organization. And so for me to get an award named after her, it's unbelievable. But I wish somebody would have told me. I apologize for not turning my video on because I'm wearing a house dress. I didn't know I was getting an award. Um, I, what, what else? What else? Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. I am so shocked right now. I'm happy. Of course, I'm very happy and thankful. Um, wow, this is nuts. This is unreal. I never thought I would be getting an award, much less this Lafilon <laughs> award. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you uh, so much. I appreciate you're it. You're so welcome. And uh, HAB is very proud of your successes. Um, like I said, you know, you've come a long way and um, most deserving of this award. So folks, you know, let this be our level of the kind of HAB we want to be, you know, both individuals totally exemplify the meaning of HAB and ACB. So if we all can strive to be just like them, uh, I think we would be so powerful as an organization. So thank you again to everybody. Okay, Kyle, um, what's up on our next on our agenda? Well, you know what, Art? You told me you were going to take over. I've got points. So okay, so. you're still on until you need to next. Isn't that All righty then. I guess I and congratulations, to, uh, Saja. Well deserved. I guess I have to continue on. <laughs> so um, on our next on our agenda is our um, proclamations that I would like to present to the General Assembly today. And so our first one is from our U.S. our U.S. Senator Maisie Horono. And um, our reader for that would be I believe it's Terry. Okay, so United States Senate, Washington, D.C. Message from U.S. Senator Maisie K. Hirono in honor of the Hawaii Association of the Blind's 55th Annual Convention, March 5th, 2022. Aloha and welcome to everyone virtually attending the 55th Annual Convention for the Hawaii Association of the Blind. Since 1967, the Hawaii Association of the Blind, HAB, has been a vital advocate and resource providing support to the blind and visually impaired community. Their work has ranged from 
awarding blind and low vision students with scholarships and working with parents of blind youth to working on legislation to address community need and connecting individuals to available resources. I will continue to be a partner in the fight for change and remain committed to HEB's philosophy and mission of ensuring equality and opportunity. The theme of this year's convention is traveling through barriers, a principle that you have demonstrated right now as you participate in this conference virtually through the aid of technology. As we continue to face the challenges of the pandemic, I applaud you for finding a way to gather safely. The technology used for this conference is just one example of the resources available to make our society more accessible for blind and visually impaired individuals and an important reminder of what we must continue to work towards. Mahalo to President Art Cabanilla, staff and supporters of the Hawaii Association of the Blind for your hard work and dedication to enhancing the quality of life for Hawaii's blind community. My best wishes for a productive conference and continued success. Aloha, Macy K. Hirono, United States Senator. Oh, thank you again, Senator Hirono. Um, we always look forward to your um, proclamations or presence whenever possible. You have always shown a great uh, support for the Hawaii Association of the Blind and its members and the blind in general. So, you know, again, we thank you uh, a great deal. Um, the next award or next proclamation is from our own uh, governor, David Ige. And to read his proclamation will be Jody Asato. A special message from Governor David Y. Ige in recognition of Hawaii Association of the Blind 55th Annual Convention, March 5th, 2022. On behalf of the state of Hawaii, I extend my warmest aloha to all attendees who have virtually gathered today for the 55th year of the Hawaii Association of the Blind HAB Annual Convention. This year's convention theme, Traveling Through Barriers, aligns with the HAB's unwavering determination and commitment to helping blind individuals achieve greater independence while overcoming challenges and discrimination. The HAB's continued work in collaborating with governmental agencies on various legislative matters each year helps pave the way for blind individuals to better integrate into the general population and access opportunities to help them pursue their personal goals and productive pursuits of contributing to our community. While the COVID pandemic has continued to present challenges of varying degrees for the people of Hawaii and across the globe. The HAB perseveres in its efforts to provide for the well being of blind individuals and advocate for their independence and equality. Aloha and mahalo to everyone who helped organize this virtual convention. Best wishes to all participants for the many wonderful opportunity that awaits you. With warmest regards, David Y. Ige, Governor, State of Hawaii. Thank you, Jody. Um, again, 
Thank you, Governor Ige. We totally appreciate your support and um, being, again, being there for the blind of Hawaii. It's so good to know that, um, you know, uh, folks like you are there to support us and on to support our missions as advocates for the blind. The next uh, individual, uh, and it's his proclamation, would be our own Mayor Rick Blangiardi. And to read his proclamation is a new member of HAB, Sherry Tana. Good afternoon. On behalf of Mr. Blanchigardi, proclamation, whereas the Hawaii Association of the Blind is a nonprofit composed of blind, visually impaired, and sighted individuals advocating for independence, equality, and the opportunity for all blind persons. And whereas the association which is an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, was organized in 1967 to empower those with vision limitations to be equal participants with their sighted peers in the productive pursuits of society. And whereas Hawaii Association of the Blind actively promotes self-development for blind individuals and helps them achieve more integration into society by providing scholarships for higher education. And whereas due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the association will conduct its annual convention online with technical assistance provided by the American Council of the Blind. And whereas the Hawaii Association of the Blind 55th annual convention will be held on March 5th, 2022 to provide updates about issues and resources under the theme traveling through barriers. Now, therefore, I, Rick Blanchigardi, mayor of the city and county of Honolulu, do hereby proclaim March 5th, 2022 to be Hawaii Association of the Blind Day for providing invaluable service to the blind and visually impaired, advocating for their rights under the law, working to ensure that they have maximum opportunity to become active and productive members of our society and to extend best wishes for a productive and enjoyable convention done on this day of on this fifth day of March 2022 in Honolulu, Hawaii, Rick Blangiardi. That's thank you, Sherry. And thank you, Mayor Blangiardi. Uh, again, you know, we cannot thank you folks enough for supporting the Hawaii Association of the Blind and um, all those blind and low vision folks in the state of Hawaii. Uh, again, without your support, uh, it would, wouldn't be easy for us to do what we do. And so we definitely thank you for all your support. Um, you know, moving on, I know we have one other proclamation, but 
I don't see it in my notes. So I'm going to defer to um, Kyle. If you mm -hmm. could uh, just run me the name, please. Oh, sure. So this is Jim, and I have that proclamation. Oh, thank you, Jim. Okay. Um, do you want to go ahead and introduce it then? Sure. I, um, okay. I, I had submitted this a week ago when we got it. But anyway, here it is. This is from um, Ronald Kouchi, who is president of the Hawaii Senate. And it's a proclamation. It starts off with the Senate recognizes and congratulates the Hawaii Association of the Blind on its 55th annual convention, Traveling Through Barriers. The Senate of the 31st Legislature of the State of Hawaii is pleased to recognize and congratulate the Hawaii Association of the Blind, HAB, on its 55th annual convention. First organized in 1967, HAB advocates for the equal treatment of those with sight limitations. Expanding on its mission statement, advocating independence, equality, and opportunity for the blind, HAB has created and funded classes and organizations that provide its members with skills and competence to achieve their independence. Through collegiate scholarships and participating with vocational programs, HAB helps blind students further their educa educational aspirations to excel in professional environment. HAB works to address the discrimination, the blind face, and dismantle misconceptions on vision impairment through active engagement in the legislative process, educating the general public on social etiquette, and empowering its members to become avid contributors and integrated members of society. This year's annual convention will be held virtually, which serves as a testament to the technological advancements, innovative devices, and resources available to aid vision impairment. The Senate of the 31st uh, Legislature of the State of Hawaii recognizes and congratulates the Hawaii Association of the Blind on its 55th annual convention, Traveling Through Barriers, and extends its warmest aloha and best wishes, wishes in its future endeavors. It's signed March 5, 2022, by Ronald D. Kouchi, President of the Senate. Thank you, Jim. Um, again, Senator Kouchi, you know, we totally, totally thank you folks for all you do in supporting us, especially in our legislative efforts. Um, you know, HAB has been working very hard this year in um, doing some legislative um on, on some le different legislative issues. And so uh, it's good to know that we are being heard and that we are being supported. So again, we thank you for supporting us and we look forward to working with you folks in the future. Uh, I hope you folks can see that um, these proclamations that we have are not just a process that we do you know, during our convention, but it's more than that. It's actually, it actually shows the picture or tells the story about HAB and how well HAB is regarded in this community. Um, you know, our, our former, um, the, the founding president, Warren Toyama and Philo too, another president of this organization and others that came before me, they worked very tirelessly to um, 
set the stage, if you will, for HAB and the placement that we hold in this community. And you can see today by all these different proclamations that we just read, um, HAB is still highly regarded as a organization of the blind and for the blind that is um, very much some, someone to, uh, to be reckoned with, yeah? And so because of that, I think it's something that we should all feel proud of being members of this great organization, as well as being members of the, the, our national ACB, because we're doing the work that the national is doing as well. So with that said, I commend all of you for being members of HAB. And I thank you all for your support throughout the year and the years to come. And I look forward to seeing you guys in different capacities, working on different committees and being a part of this organization, organization we call ours. So thank you again. Thank you, well, President Art. Antonio? Sure, I, I won't sing for you, but I, I'll give you okay. more prizes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come closer to the mic? You're, yeah, you're yeah, fading. Yeah. Okay, thank Got you. It. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, where were we? Okay, so I think, uh, yeah, the next. Oh, no, I had already done that one. Sorry, let me find where I was. Uh, apologies for the delay. Uh, oh, geez, can't find it. Oh, sorry, one second. Okay. All right. So we've got a $25 cheesecake factory. Okay. We haven't had one of those yet. That's wonderful. Um, who's this from? This is from uh, Mick and uh, Kyle Kansi. Great. Thank you, Kyle, <laughs> Mick. Uh, and who is this going to? Let's see. Uh, Brian Huffman. All right, oh, Brian. Yay, Brian. You're going to get some cheesecake factory. Wonderful. <laughs> No, no diet that day. If you, I don't know if you guys are doing anything like that, but Cheesecake Factory, that's a, that's just a fun day. Don't worry about the calories. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Yeah. Can't be on a diet. Okay, one more. Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Uh, we still, yeah. Uh, let's see. A Twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card, and this is from uh, Sharon Ige. Thank you so much, Sharon. Who's this going to? Oh, oh, uh, me, <laughs> Antonio Vega. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Antonio, that's <laughs> thank awesome. you, Sharon. Yay. Thank you, thank you. Antonio, right. let me ask you how many how many door prizes We've do you have? We've got ten left. Wow, you know why? Because I think this is the last break until the end of the until the end of the session, uh, okay. the end of the convention at four thirty. So maybe what if you do? Um, I'm sorry. How many do you have left? <laughs> ten. Ten. What if you do five now and then Art five. can tell you when to do the last five? How's I'll, that? I'll, I'll go through these ten, uh, five then. Okay. okay so you got a minute. Number 31. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Uh, I heart you uh, glass. Uh, oh, pendant. Okay. So it's a glass pendant as I heart you. Uh, and this is from uh, Dustin uh, Ebisu and uh, Kyle Eno. Okay, and this is gonna go to uh, Deborah Brayman. Brayman. All right. Okay. Okay. So got another one here. Twenty dollar 
Walmart uh, gift card. And this is from uh, Ranet uh, Nakajima. Uh, Nakaima, sorry, Nakaima. Yeah, we had second one from uh, Ranet, I believe. And this is going to La Ron Flormada. Hey, Ron. Wonderful, congrats. Okay, so we've got winner number 33 coming up. This is uh, a $40 Safeway gift card. Wow, that's a nice one. Uh, Norman Ota is the generous, generous person. And uh, who is this going to? But uh, Miles Tamashiro. Miles. <laughs> Congrats, Miles. All right, number 34. Um, we've got a $50 Amazon gift card which is from uh, Ron and uh, Beth Flormata. Again, a $15 uh, Amazon gift card. So 15 bucks is going to uh, Yuki uh, Tamura. Yuki Tamura. Congratulations, Yuki. Okay. And uh, I think we've got, yeah, number 35. I guess that'll be our five. Uh, and then this is uh, another one of the glass pendants. I'm sure it's lovely. Uh, and uh, this is uh, again from Dustin Ebisu and uh, Kyle Eno. And this one is going to uh, Cynthia Hirakawa. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, yep. Antonio. Okay. If we can bring back our president, President Art, you're going to continue with the awards ceremony. Normally, um, you know, this is the portion that I save for a little bit later, but I thought this year I would kind of, you know, toss it up a little bit because we've been using the same format for I don't know how long. And so I thought, yeah, we'll make it a little interesting for you guys. So I kind of rearranged some things here. So um, th this is where HAB would like to um, recognize some of its partners and some of the, the folks in the community or agencies and businesses that um, we like to support and you know uh, show uh, that we are in support of them and we want to do what we can to help them to further the assistance of the blind in, in Hawaii. So <clears throat> with that said, um, for the Library of the Blind and Print Disabled, the Hawaii Association of the Blind would like to donate $5,000 to you folks for your purposes and needs in towards helping the blind. Um, can I get uh, Baron? Hi, hi Art. Uh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, that's such a generous donation and we really appreciate it. I know Matt uh, Brown is here somewhere. Maybe he's having some difficulties, but um, on behalf of uh, new manager, Matt Brown and uh, state librarian, Stacy Aldrich, I accept your generous donation. Uh, as always, we appreciate everything and all the support you've given to the Library for the Blind and Print Disabled. And we are in awe of all the uh, uh, support you give to other programs and agencies that help individuals with uh, vision disabilities. So again, Art and uh, HAB, thank you so much. 
Most welcome. And Matt uh, is and, here, Art. Matt, oh, is, Matt is here. Okay, Matt, you wish to say uh, a couple of words here? Yeah, Art, my, uh, my apologies for the technical difficulties on this end, but I'm just going to echo what Baron has to say and uh, express thanks to HAB for, you know, this most generous gift but also for the truly inspirational experience that this convention has offered today. Um, I, am, I am absolutely brand new to um, the Library for the Blind and Print Disabled, and you have given me just such a wonderful, inspirational introduction today. And I know I've got big shoes to fill with, with Barron going over to the State Library, but I look forward to working with all of you and to doing all that we can to continue the provision of great services to, um, to the community. So thank you again for this most generous gift. You're so welcome, Matthew and Barron. And of course, if there's anything we can do, Matthew, to help you ease into those big shoes, <laughs> just let us know, and we will be glad to do so. Art, thank you so much. All right, you have a, thank you. Um, our next one is to, of course, the uh, State Agency for the Blind, Oopono Center. And, you know, we've been, we've been helping them for many years, I think, and I think it's just the wonderful thing to do because without our, our own branch, blind branch um, called Ho'opono, uh, I'm not sure how many of us would be receiving the kind of help, training, assistance uh, that we all had either gone through or need. And as we heard earlier today, you know, uh, has been uh, giving to the to the community. So, with that said, I would like to, and the HAB would like to donate five thousand dollars also to Ho'opono. And Leah, if you would like, you can have a few words. Thank you, Art. Wow, you know, year after year, uh, the HAB is so so generous uh, to us to our consumers. Um, I'm, I'm honored. I feel privileged to receive this. Thank you so much. And, you know, together, uh, we will continue to travel through the barriers and to help others travel through the barriers as well. Thank you. And you are welcome. And we're glad to be there for you folks and look forward to working with you, uh, in the future. Next up, of course, we cannot forget just cannot. It's so important that we remember them and we, we support them. So this is why we do it every year. And that is to support Hawaii's uh, DOE and um, their very special TVIs that work with our keiki day in and day out throughout the year, helping them to cope with their blindness and helping them to learn the kind of skills that they need to be successful in the world that we live in today. So with that said, um, to the Honolulu District, HEB would like to donate $1,500. And I think Amy is going to receive um, for all of these, 
So let me just go through all of them first, and then I'll bring Amy up. Um, for the Oahu uh, district, um, again, we'd like to give $1,500. For uh, the Leeward district, also $1,500. And for um, a district that we haven't heard from in a long while, and we're glad to see them, and most happy to be helping them as well. And that is the Maui district, 1,500. So with that said, I'd like to bring up uh, Amy and give you an opportunity to share a few words. Well, thank you so much, Art, for that. Um, and of course, for Hawaii Association for the Blind's ongoing support. It was so exciting today to see some of our students in the panel discussion. We were their cheerleaders. We were texting their parents. They're doing so great, you know, with spokespeople at such a young age. And so that kind of mentorship comes directly from you folks. You know, uh, it's just when the TDIs, we try to bridge uh, our community partners together. So you uh, make this amazingly easy uh, by providing a lot of wonderful opportunities for us uh, to join together uh, all over the community and annually here. So on behalf of all of the districts receiving this a wonderful grant, just know that we will uh, use it to further the experiences, the firsthand experiences of so many of our students. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And again, you know, we are, you know, privileged to be helping you folks out and helping the Keiki as HE, as you folks know, HAB's you know main goal, one of its main goals is always to be out there and helping our Kiki and giving them the tools, the, the, the skills, the um, even even if it means clothing or shoes to go to school. This is the kind of stuff that we want to be supporting and making sure that they have the same opportunities as their sighted peers. So we are most thankful. Thank you for everything you do. Um, all right. So now that the fun part is over, not, it's still coming up. We got more fun. Um, I'm gonna ask uh, that Natalie come up and actually read the, or introduce our next. Uh, well, not much to say except uh, welcome back, Mr. Trot. Take it away. <laughs> was, I, was I supposed to say more? No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Let's just get right to it this way. All right, Mr. Stratton. All right, thank you. Um, Y'all put me in a bad position following up art with all this wonderful uh, gifts that you gave. Uh, you're truly to be admired for the work that you do. And uh, before I start, I want to, to uh, answer a question that was asked me earlier today. Uh, could you still register for legislative and leadership? And you can on the website. If you go to acb.org on the main page, you will find top links. And it's the first link on that page. And you should have got an email. Each member should have got an email with a discount code. If you didn't, I think you can call Janet Dickelman and get that. Um, you can't email her right now. Her email is down. I saw that just a few minutes ago. Artie had asked me if I would talk to you about leadership and membership. And, um, 
I put together this thing that that's going to kind of outline some of our leaders and, and their uh, their contributions to ACB. But uh, I also talk to you about just members and the things that you can do. But always bear in mind that every member is a leader. That doesn't mean they're going to be an officer. It doesn't mean that they're going to be uh, the next president. But uh, you've got different kind of leaders. If you look at some of, of Cindy's group in the community, uh, I'll use the crafters, for example. Uh, they're helping people to learn a skill. And it, it takes their leadership and their ability to instruct who bring people together on uh, working toward a, a common goal. And that's all it's all about. Uh, remember when you join an organization, though, no man is an island. No one is an island. And basically what, what we're saying there is that you can't do it by yourself. And that's why we form an organization of any kind. Uh, you form an organization of any kind to get uh, something done in your community, for example, uh, in our case, uh, you know, with the American Council of the Blind, we do a lot of advocacy work, and that's that's what's important to us, uh, you know, because it helps us to help other people get the things that we didn't have. Uh, for example, when I was in college, I learned how to advocate because I needed a Braille ride. Uh, most of you know me, know that I can read printed material, but I, I was a Braille student. And so when I went into college, uh, I didn't have any way to, you know, Braille writers were furnished for, uh, students at the school for the blind where I, where I went. And so I was in a new world with needing to take notes and needing to learn to be an adult. And here it is, uh, you know, back then a Braille writer was $300, I think. And uh, I couldn't even get them to buy me a Braille writer because I could read and write print. <laughs> so I advocated and eventually won uh, with, with some help of some people. And uh, that made me, uh, my wife got me to attend a meeting of the Alabama Council of the Blind back in 1976. So, uh, you know, I've been around for 40 something years now. And, and I'm barely 40 years. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little more than 40 years old. But uh, matter of fact, when I joined ACB, 40 years old seemed old. And uh, so, you know, it, it was for me uh, a new experience. And, and uh, I went in and I met all these people who were successful. And here I was just a student. And uh, I, I was in awe of them, really. They had accomplished so much. And they took me under their wing, you know, and, and taught me the different things that I needed to know about advocacy, uh, a lot about how blind people live day to day outside of a, of a uh, school environment like I was in. Because uh, in a residential school, you know, we lived in dormitories and we were a big happy family and everything went, really went well. Um, we went through... Uh, when I was in school, we went through integration. We had no problems because we literally were all brothers and sisters. We, we, you know, worked together and had a great time together. So we didn't have the issues that a lot of the outside world did. Uh, 
And I'm so thankful for that. Uh, but, you know, in, in this day and age, we don't see that anymore. But uh, that was one of the beauties of a residential school that you actually grew up in a, a non-judgmental environment. And you were able to move forward in life. But then there were a lot of things you had to learn as an adult that you didn't learn. Then. And one of the things I learned, and, and as a member, this, this is where uh, you need to, to really stand up if you don't do it and take part. You're always going to have that one person in the room that's quiet and doesn't really say a whole lot. Get to know that person uh, because they're, they're the one that can help you uh, a lot of times and you don't know it. And the only way you know it is to draw them out. And uh, you, you just go back there and, and you sit down with them after the meeting or before the meeting and talk to them and get their input because input's important. Uh, as a leader, it's not about what I think. It's, it's the organization, the organizational goals that we have. And don't let negative outside events control your life. Um, I'm going to tell you a story about my favorite uh, motivator, a guy by the name of Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar's dead now. But he told this story, and it really hit home to me. There was a man going to work one morning, and someone ran a red light in front of him. Well, he cussed and fussed at this guy. He went on to work. He told all of his coworkers, he cussed and fussed. This guy had run the red light. That night, he went home to dinner, and he was cussing and fussing and telling his wife about it. So what happened is the guy who ran the red light never met the man, but he controlled his life for a full day. And that was because he let a negative uh, influence, you know, control what he was doing. So, uh you know, we, we want to be positive in what we do, and, and we're not going to be up and at them every day. But, but we do want to be positive on what we're doing. And uh, one of the things you can do to get involved in leadership uh, with, at the national level is go through the uh, Leadership Institute, the Burl Collie Leadership Institute. They named it after Burl. Uh, Burl was a really big fan of it. And uh, he brought it along. I think Donna Brown is, is the one in charge of the Leadership Institute now. So uh, that'll give you an opportunity to learn a little bit about leadership that you can carry home to your affiliate or that you might bring to a national level. Uh, serving on committees uh, is very important because as a member, you have input. Uh, a lot of these committees gives you a, bright, a broader level of being able to have input into to what's going on. And who knows, your idea might be the next big idea that guides your organization or your national organization forward. NIB, the National Industries for the Blind, decided that it would be good for people to learn leadership skills. And they're one of the people that brought things in that you don't think about. They, they have a thing called leaders at all levels. And what they do is they come in and everybody from the guy that runs the push room to the supervisors go through their leadership uh, training to learn. Uh, it's a two or three day seminar. And, 
and you learn some of the uh, skill sets that you need to be effective as a leader because they realize that uh, you've got line leaders that keep the lines moving. You, you've got so many different groups that somebody is going to take over and run. Uh, you want to get into your groups, uh, your local groups. Might be small, uh, but they're important to your state organization and to the national organization because everything feeds to something else in ACB or in life. And the more that you do, the better off you'll end up being as a person in life and the happier you'll be. It is a great and wonderful thing every year to come to the state convention or come to the national convention and see people. And now that we have uh, our hybrid possibilities, it's even going to get us more in communications with one another. So get out and meet everybody you can and become a part of their life and let them become a part of yours. And you will learn a lot of these skills that, that it took some of us 30, 40 years to learn. Uh, you know, the, the committee's officers uh, at the local, state, and national level, uh, the, all these things are important, but it all goes back to the membership. One of the things that would be good to do is if you're thinking about becoming a leader, is a true self-evaluation. Now, when you do a, a true self-evaluation, you got to be critical, not ego. You got to get the old ego out of it. Because uh, I can look in my mirror and tell myself that I'm good looking or that I'm doing some great and wonderful things. And that doesn't make anything happen. But if I look at myself critically and say, you know, I should have been on this meeting yesterday and I dropped the ball and didn't go. That's, you know, uh, the critical truth. And sometimes it's hard for people to accept. Respect the position is a, is a good thing to think about, too. Uh, your, your president should respect that position from the presidency side, but you should respect that position at the membership side because we're not going to always like everybody who is elected over us. But you should never show that. You should be a, a team player. And when an election is over, you go in and support the winner. Uh, you know, it's, it's important to know that if you can respect somebody and they've earned your respect, the organizational flow will be so much better. Pardon? Um, do things, do a lot of things, you know, be out there. If you want to do something, join, uh, you know, if, if you're really not sure what you want to do, uh, join something, do, join in something in your local that you really feel good about. And don't be shy. Uh, everybody's opinion is important. And nobody's there to criticize you for your opinion. So get out there and give your opinion. But be willing to know that if everybody doesn't agree with it, you join and move on. Be an active and persistent participant to help for the success. Because basically all we're here for is the success of the organization that we believe in. Your actions, your dress how you appear on video, all these things are important because they show the respect for the position that you have. 
And you've got to earn people's trust. It's not something people hand out lightly. So as a leader, you want to earn the trust. So if you make a commitment to somebody, it's important to follow through. Admit the mistakes you make. Because the mistakes you make, people are going to see them. And it's important that you can admit those mistakes. Don't make assumptions. You know, you can always uh, assume something about somebody. But learn about it and be there for them. Uh, don't assume that, that anything is going to happen. Communicate. Communication has two parts. You're talking. But the most important part that some of us leave out sometime and forget is to listen. Listen to what people are saying. Because you, you can learn something that you might not otherwise have known that might be of benefit to you. And if it's not a benefit to you, it could be a benefit to people you know. When I was chair of the Resource Development Committee, that's the committee that raises the internal funds for ACB. When I was chair of that committee, um, a lady brought me two things to do on that committee, and her name was Brenda Dillon. Uh, Brenda brought us the walk and the ACB auction. And my philosophy there is if, if you're as enthusiastic about it as she was to give her those projects and let her run with them. And you know, she ran with them successfully because you still see them today, but that is a true example of a leader who wasn't, was a board member, you know, of ACB. She wasn't a president. Um, she, she wasn't, you know, she, her ambition wasn't to be president. But look at what her legacy is to ACB uh, and know that, that she is a good leader. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit now about, you know, we're in the 21st century, and I like to talk about leadership style. And in the 21st century, so far, we've had five presidents and three executive directors. And I'd like to talk to you just a little bit about how each of these presidents affected ACB to bring us to where we are today. First of all, coming into the, the 21st century was Paul Edwards. Paul brought us into a new era. He brought us into the internet, email era, but probably one of the biggest things he brought us compared to the pandemic we never knew would be here was what we called at that time ACB radio, which is ACB media. Now. Um, Paul had took and talked to uh, several federal judges and all because other organizations had not want to accept blind gaze and they needed an outlet for their advocacy, just like the rest of the blind community did. So Paul brought us what was called at that time B flag. And that would have been, you know, what we call blind pride today. Uh, blind pride is a very effective organization within ACB. Um, and it was a good thing that we did it showed that we were truly an inclusive organization. Uh, Chris Gray come along at a time that money was tight. There was a lot of political turmoil in the organization. But Chris's probably greatest legacy was he got us to look in, at medical devices that we needed, uh, especially in the era of diabetes. He, uh, he worked hard to to get a diabetics organization going is still very successful today. They just elected a new president, Tom Tobin. 
And a lot of what they do is working on one of the biggest diseases that affect blind people. Because chances are, if you're a diabetic at some point, you're going to lose some or all of your vision. Unfortunately, there's a not a lot of accessible devices out there. And Chris started us in that direction, and we've been working on it ever since then. During that time, we hired Executive Director Melanie Bronson. And when I was talking to you this morning, uh, Melanie organized the office and got us back on track after having to let go of most of our employees because of some bad financial times. And she started work on the Marrakesh Treaty, which I talked to you about this morning, so I won't go back in detail on it. Mitch Pomerantz brought us the first true strategic plan we'd have. Uh, we worked on that in 2012. And the reason I say true, we actually followed through. There were seven parts of that, and we had five teams that worked on each part of that strategic plan to help guide ACB into the future. One of the problems we had between the Chris Gray and Mitch Pomerantz administration was a lack of money. And we knew we could not continue to survive with negative budgets of around a quarter to a half million dollars. They helped move us forward to get out of that. And really, they're, commend, they're to be commended for that because you, you really, we shouldn't have survived as well as we did. And it was in large part to their leadership. Kim Charlson was the first woman president of ACB. Uh, but her and Mitch worked together to get us known uh, as part of the World Blind Union. They're still both working there. I think uh, Mitch is finally retired, but they both are still working with the World Blind Union today. And so we, we get guests from around the world, and we have input into things that go on in other countries. Now, Kim started work, the heaviest work, on the uh, audio description program. And she appointed a guy who was um, one of her vice presidents, a guy by the name of Dan Spoon, uh, to head that committee. And Dan took off with it. And when we elected Dan president, then she went back to work with it. And we also have a staff member, Jolene uh, Bailey, who works with it now. So that brought us world recognition as far as descriptive video. Uh, Dan is a um, guy who wants everything laid out in our nine goals and that kind of thing. And he brought that organization from Siemens where he worked into ACB. And he's helped us have the, the uh, areas that we want to work. And he's kind of streamlined our committees where they're actually working now and people have an opportunity to have input, you know, through the committee level. And then it's brought to the steering committees uh, for the day-to-day -day work of ACB to be done. Uh, this, this is the way that the membership gets information into uh, us on the board or and our staff levels. It's one of the ways uh, we, we look at our committee work and they're our experts. So each one of these people 
in in their own way. And Dan has Dan has brought us now uh, more into the electronic age. Uh, he he was forced to, you know, because we had the pandemic and we had to deal with it. We were already looking at it, but it it forced us to jump ahead. So what you have now, you have your community calls, uh, which the numbers I gave you earlier, we, we do know it's a very popular thing, uh, but you had your, your conventions, your uh, leadership conferences and everything that was done strictly online. And also with the opportunity for you not to have to be present to vote. And so I think Dan will leave a great legacy to ACB with the work he's done. Each one of these presidents, other than Dan, and Dan hadn't been president long enough to qualify. Each one of these presidents uh, were so well thought of that they were each given two, three, they're all three of their two-year terms. So they termed, you know, they actually served and termed out. A guy named Ed Bradley helped me get started on the national level. And he and I ran for the board at the same time. And he, he actually talked me into running the first year I ran because I was a blind vendor and most of the board at that time was made up of lawyers. So anyway, uh, Ed and I ran around to all these caucuses and they called us the cripple team because I had broke my wrist and Ed had uh, messed his knee up. He couldn't hardly walk. And they said we were after the sympathy vote. But we persevered through all that and got elected. But what he told me was, it doesn't matter what your career is. It's what you have to offer. And that really sunk in with me. Of course, I changed careers later, retired from vending and become a development person for AIDB, the Alabama Institute for Deaf and Blind, where we worked on developing call centers and um, mail sorting rooms and stuff that wasn't traditionally blind agency positions. So, you know, that's, that's the way that, uh, that I got into ACB. Uh, I want to talk to you. You need to lead by example. And again, I'm going to talk about AIDB a minute, the Alabama Institute for Deaf and Blind. Their president, John Massia, doesn't believe that any staff member should be better than another. So, John leads by example. He might be, for example, at our alumni, he might be serving plates in the dining room. Um, he might be sitting down with ACB and NFB to advocate and to hear our complaints or hear our suggestions for programs. And he's truly a leader by example. There's nothing that he doesn't do. He's, he's at everything. That's the kind of leader you want to set out to be one that's seen really to be doing the kind of job that you want to do. You want people to recognize you, not try to be recognized. Now, we got a guy now that was elected to the board this year. When I first met him, what impressed me was his organizational skills. Uh, Kenneth Simeon Sr. has the best set of organizational skills of any member I've ever seen. His committees are well-organized and run well. Uh, his board presentations are organized well. Um, he's just a well-organized member. 
So if you look at different leadership characteristics, organization is important. Follow-up is important. If you call me today, then I need to get back with you as quickly as possible. Uh, you need to learn to do that if someone calls you. Uh, Michael Garrett is extremely good with that. Um, he is the chair of the ACBES. That's the ACB Enterprise program that runs our thrift stores. And Michael is following up every day with how the sales are going. Uh, he's keeping the committee or the board, I should say, up to date on what's going on. And he's also uh, just great at following up. If we talk about needing some kind of new uh, video surveillance system or something like that, he's the guy that's going to follow up and see that it's put in. Um, ACBES struggled in the early 2000s. And Michael Garrett come on board and we soon saw that with the, the you know, with the lack of people moving out of the communities and all places like Detroit, we had three thrift stores in Detroit. We were closing down. We had 15 thrift stores at one time and we were closing them right and left and we were losing money. At one time, these, these uh, thrift stores brought us about a million dollars a year. So, Anyway, we were down to contributing absolutely nothing. This was during the mid-2000s, uh, mid you know, 2010 to 2012, in that area. And so what we've done, we've got lean and mean. Now we have two in Texas. And they contribute back now to the organization somewhere around $380,000 a year. So we're, we're rebuilding that program. But we did that with leaders like Michael Garrett, who there again has never been president. So when you think about leadership, as I close, as I begin to close, if you think about leadership, think about membership, because the membership, you're a leader, whether you're an officer or not. You, you owe it to yourself to be the best leader you can be. And you owe it to the organization to be the best member you can be. So I ask you to think about it the next time you get frustrated and all. Think about all the good that you do as a member. No, it's not recognized every day because we, don't, we all don't hear about it. But as I listened to Art make the presentations a while ago, it, may, it made me proud to be at the Hawaii Convention where y'all are doing so much good. I thank you for having me. I'm sorry that it wasn't in person, but I hope that what I've said maybe touches somebody's life. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, David. Um, that was a terrific keynote address. Uh, you definitely hit all the points that you and I talked about. And I think um, every one of them is on the money. And um, yeah, you know, unfortunately, because of what it was, you know, we weren't able to have you come here. We really wanted you to be here with us and experience the true Hawaii uh, convention. Um, you know, the one thing about these virtual conventions is it's really hard for us to give off that uh, Hawaii flavor, if you will, uh, of a convention. Uh, as, hard as, we, as hard as we try, it's a little difficult. But 
nonetheless, we're so happy that you were able here to be here with us and uh, share some time and share a little bit of what we call your mana'o or your knowledge um, about ACB and what it's like to be a leader and how we can strive to be the next leaders. So again, thank you, David. For okay. And one more speech. thing before I close, Art. Hey, you know, it it's I, it's with pride that I'm with you. It's it's so exciting to know the work that you do, the things that you do for ACB nationally. Uh, not just the money you give, but uh, you know, people like Terry Lynn on the auction committee. Uh, we you have so much to offer, and you do offer it well. So, uh, you know, on behalf of ACB. Uh, I want to thank you for being a great, great state affiliate. And thank y'all again for having me. Thank you very much. And that is so true. Um, you know, sometimes I, as a president, I may not, may not make that clear enough to everybody, but, you know, HAB does have a number of great members and each and one of you do um, share your part in making HEB the way it is or how we are. And if it wasn't for your participation and your doing, um, you know, it would be very hard for us to do all the things that we do. So if I have not made that clear enough to you folks in the past, uh, let me make that clear right now. I do appreciate it. HEB appreciates it. ACB appreciates it. So um, kudos to you and let's continue doing what we do. So with that said, um, I'd like to move on to our next portion of the convention. Hang in there with me, folks. We're coming to the close. Um, then that is the, our next award. And this is our HAB Cited Volunteer Award. Um, this is now about the third, I think, or fourth year that we've been doing this. It started off with an inspiration that came from uh, Saja Koirala and uh, when she was on the committee. And uh, from that day forward, we've been having this. So if I could, I'd like to get Mona to read that award before I give you the name of the person that will be receiving it. Davis H. Smith Wright Award, Decided Volunteer Award, is presented for all your various activities that was dedicated to HAB. And this will go to Beth Formata. Let me just add a little to that because I, I think we should. Um, you know, again, it started out with um, Saja some years ago, and the idea was for us to recognize our cited members who volunteer tirelessly to helping our organization, their organization and ours to um, make sure that again, we are able to do what we do. Because obviously, um, you know, there are certain things that we just as blind individuals will need a little help with. And so we're gonna always need that added volunteer help. And so this is where that award came from. And as Mona had indicated, this year's award is going to go to Beth Flormata. So Beth, would you like to say a few words? Oh, hi, um, this is Beth. And um, thank you for the award. Uh, it's, it's really unexpected. 
Um, personally, to me, when you do volunteer work, you shouldn't expect anything. Any, I mean, it's, it's just how I, you know, I do what I need to do and I don't expect any recognition, honestly. So this award is um, unexpected and I'm grateful for the award. I accept with um, humility. As I leave my position as treasurer and pass the baton to Jody, um, I know she's going to do a great job. Thank you. Welcome, Beth. And yes, thank you for all your service as our past treasurer. And um, But do know that this does not mean that you are going to leave us. We are going to find ways to keep you busy. So uh, thank you again. Okay. Um, as I move on then with the next award, um, as we have done in the past, we have given out um, our most, um, I guess, important award that HEB has, and that is the Eva Smythe Award. And this award goes to an individual who is and has shown true dedication to not just the blind, but to the organization um, who has um, demonstrated that you know blindness is not a barrier um, and that uh, we as blind individuals can and do just about anything we set our minds to. And so um, this was something that was set up years ago by Warren Toyama and the earlier administration. And we just um, continue to do this whenever that kind of individual within our organization or community um, has done or shown this kind of um, characteristic. So um, if Mona, if you would, can you read the plaque? Okay, so the Eva Smythe Award will go to this person for a distinguished contribution to the welfare and well-being of the blind people of Hawaii. This will be presented by the Hawaii Association of the Blind, March 5th to 2022. And Art will present it to... Thank you. Um, so again, folks, you know, um, I really am proud to give this award to this individual. She has shown uh, over the years great uh, growth. Uh, and when she first came into the organization, she was pretty shy, pretty um, you know, insecure of herself um, and you know, had a lot to learn. And, and again, over the years, I've known her for, gee, I don't know, maybe 20 years now or so. Um, she has really, like I said, really shown a great improvement and she's very dedicated to this organization that we call HAB. So with that said, I'd like to present this award to Natalie Barrett. Natalie? Um, wow, I, I've been rehearsing what to say and I, I, I don't know, I don't really know what to say. But first, congratulations, Saja, Beth, you guys definitely deserve it. Not to copy what Beth said, but I do what I do for the organization, not for any recognition. And while I know I have room for improvement, 
it just something like this just makes me even more fired up to to make 2022 and beyond even better for our organization so thank you very much well again uh welcome to you and everybody else who has received awards today just know that HAB gives these awards out not just because we're looking for something to do and make up time for our convention but because you folks are worthy of it and deserving of it and it's you know a way to us for us to show our thank you for all that you do for the organization. Um, I would also like to give thanks to our ACB guest, David Trott, and our keynote um, speaker for the day. Um, you know, in speaking with him over the, the course of uh, the last few weeks in preparation for our convention, I was able to get to know him. Um, you know, we had some nice talks and um, he's very uh, encouraging uh, and supportive of ACB as well as um, HAB. And that really makes me feel good as the president of our own organization. So because of this, I, um, even though we do it every year, I, I really do want to um, thank you so much, uh, David, for being with us today and to show our uh, gratitude. Uh, the committee has uh, graciously uh, wants to present to you um, an ukulele for your uh, own use and hope that uh, you will either make use of it or simply just display it to say that I got this from Hawaii. So, um, you know, again, this ukulele will be shipped and mailed to you. Uh, as soon as um, you know this convention is over. Um, with that, then I would like to say to everybody, you know, it's been a, um, it's it's always interesting as the um, president of HAB. Every year, it's it's a different um, it's a different experience. You know, when I first became president back in 2016, I think it was, um, I was. Pretty green, I think, if you, if most of you remember. I remember Leah coming up to me afterwards, um, telling me, oh, you did a good job, you did a good job. But I know it was like, yeah, not really. Um, but we got through it and we, um, you know, muddled through. But um, as, the, as the years go by, you get kind of used to it. And, um, you know, you, you start to ramble on more than you want to. And not like when I first started, you know, I kind of was always a little shy to say anything because uh, I didn't know what to say. Not that I really know what I'm saying now, but I just want you folks to know that I do appreciate all of your support as members of the organization. And I hope that the message that was presented to you today, the message about participation within the organization, being, being, your member, not just being a member, but being part of your organization, taking, taking action, being part of a committee, taking um, interest in what happens in this organization, what direction we take. Um, the board can do all of these things, but really, as David had uh, mentioned earlier, you know, um, your input is 
important. Your participation is important. So this is why um, I had asked him to speak on these things because I want to see HEB grow and move on uh, and do great things, continue to do great things and just be that wonderful organization that we are today. So with that said, and all of the good things done today, I'm gonna close this um, convention. And in doing so, we are gonna close it off with the song Hawaii Aloha. And everybody, thank you for are, coming. I, thank you. I just we, wanna make sure that Antonio, we, uh, you got through all the door prizes. No, we, we have five left. Oh, okay. My mistake. Okay, okay quick, quick, quick. Let's do it. Let's do five, one, five, the last five, and then we're going to close. <laughs> the last five. Here we go. All right. Last five. Let's uh, get through these five nice presents. Remember, you have to be here to win. <laughs> yep. Yep. We got five nice ones to close the day out. So uh, let's see. We've got um, a Bishop uh, Museum edition uh, for two. This was donated by uh, Anthony Akamine. Thank you so much, Anthony. This is a great one. Uh, and this is going to Mona Yamada. Congratulations, Mona. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, let's see. We've got uh, a Hawaiian uh, lap quilt uh, with HAB. Okay. Yeah, on it. Okay. This is by Mona Yamada. Wonderful. Great. And this is going to Natalie Barrett. Congratulations. You're getting one of Mona's quilts. That's wonderful. Um, we've got three more. Okay. So next up, mm -hmm. we've got a gift card. This is a $25 Subway gift card uh, donated from uh, Jim and Vicki Kennedy. This is going to Mr. Don Thompson, congratulations, Don. You're getting a $25 uh, Subwave gift card. Um, let's see. We've got two more. Two more gift cards. Yep. Uh, okay. We've got a Zippy's gift card for $20. And this was donated by uh, Jody Cambra. Uh, yeah, Jody Cambra. Thank you so much, Jody. And uh, this $20 Zippy gift card is going to... Do, 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 do. Uh, Robert uh, Hanawahine Aoyang. Robert, congratulations. Uh, and the last one, last one. We've got a Starbucks gift card for $20 from, oh, not anonymous. This one's from <laughs> Brian Huffman. Uh, Brian and, oh, Amy. Brian and Amy uh, Montel. Great. Okay, so. Thank you so much, Brian and Amy. Uh, and this one is going to Jody Asato. Congratulations, Jody. $20 Starbucks gift card. And that's it for the door prizes. No, no. Um, oh, was, was that? <laughs> okay, Antonio. Yeah. We had a little bit of a faux pas earlier. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was a uh, ticket drawn by uh, from uh, Sharon Ige. And it was a, a, I believe it was a $25 one and it went to you. Oh, okay. And, and it is really for, meant for Kelly Choi. Oh, okay. All okay. right. So we'll Kelly that. Choi. So that was uh, the, I don't remember what number it was, but it yeah, was a $25 I, I, I know. Yeah. Okay. However, yep. Antonio. Yes. There is another gift that was given uh -huh. by Roberta. And it is a um, 
uh, a very, very nice electronic magnifier. It's a rainbow magnifier. And that is going to you, Antonio. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, all right. We, we got Sorry that sorted out. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. okay. That's it. Right. So with all of that said and done, wait, wait, folks. Before you close it, I'm sorry. It is a Ruby on-the-go handheld magnifier. From oh, wow. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Okay. So before we go, um, I, I would like to just say thank you to the this year's uh, convention committee. Um, you know, you guys did a wonderful job. Um putting on this year's uh, convention. I know, Roberta, this was your first time being the uh, convention coordinator, and um, it was, you know, hard work, but you did well. You did great. Uh, everyone else in the committee, Natalie, Vicky, uh, Antonio, um, Terry, Mona, I mean, everybody, if I'm missing your name, don't feel hurt. I just don't have a list in front of me, but all the readers, that read for us um, and all the people that participated in the planning of the program itself this year. Um, you know, Shirley uh, for helping us to put together the tribute to Landa, um, all of these things. It was a tremendous task uh, to put this on. And I just wanted the rest of you folks to know how hard this committee worked in doing that. And so, Next time you see them, give them a hand, uh, you know, or take them out to lunch or something because they really deserve it. All right, gang, I'm done. I'm going to say good evening, good night, uh, drive safely, don't get hurt, um, have a beer, enjoy yourself, and we're going to close it off with Hawaii Aloha. Oh, <laughs> 